0: What's up, everybody? It is Friday, October 15th. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show. Pat is in Ontario, California for Friday Night Smackdown tonight, 8 p.m. on FS1, two and a half hours. That should be a good one. We got a great show for you today. Pat from his hotel in California, AJ Hawk, cast dog. Go through all the week six NFL games. And uh, Pat meets a special guest in a little town square down there in Ontario. It's a good one. It's a feel-good Friday.
1: Let's get into it. Coming live from the beautiful, stunning, where Vince found out that Spider-Man was no longer the highest-grossing movie of all time, he's in the valley of Ontario, California, where the Ontario reign, rain supreme, Pat McAfee. Yeah!
2: yeah.
3: Woo. Thank you for that incredible introduction and you're gonna do a great job, especially Thank with you. that little dilf shirt you got on, Covey Cowboys. Uh, this is this to Toxic Ross. table, you look amazing as well. I appreciate you. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if it's just the part of Ontario I'm in or it's the entire city. This place kinda of stinks. Oh, uh, no. This place this place kinda of stinks. And maybe it's just the hotels I've gone into or whatever. I want the first hotel I checked into, I just signed a contract that I wouldn't smoke on the property. Yes. I got a room there with a balcony in California strictly so I could smoke the California vitamins there, had to sign a contract, had security outside, had to come to another hotel, and I don't know if you can see this on the camera or not, Mm -hmm. there's about seven to eight cum-colored stains <laughs> oh, on this particular chair right here, <laughs> oh, let alone the couch that's over here and this other chair here. So I don't know if I just so happen to be in the bum spots of Ontario, but the mountain's are beautiful, the valley's gorgeous, everything's feeling good aside from how I've had to stay and watch and live here for the last 24 hours. And that bet last night, Tone, let's get right into it, Tone. Diggs. Oh, that hmm. same game parlay was supposed to fucking hit. We were supposed to take millions. Hey, and millions! millions! I'm going to get kicked out of here. I don't know how loud they were pounding to create that stain that's on that seat right behind me, but I assume it wasn't as loud as me yelling and millions because that's what we were supposed to take last night, Tone Diggs. We were supposed to take so much money from FanDuel. This was supposed to be the night last night was supposed to be the night that the same game parlay finally hits. Two super boosts in a row in football have hit. I started winning out on weekends. I started getting on the right side of gambling. This same game parlay after a couple weeks of disappointment where one leg or somebody got hurt didn't hit. Last night was supposed to be the night. Going into week six here. As we start to understand teams a little bit more. Now there has been a big trade out of Philadelphia. A mm-hmm. man who scored a touchdown last night was shipped to the fucking desert in Phoenix. And I love what Bidwell's doing. He's gone. But I feel like we're starting to get a grip. On who's who and what's what. Last night, I felt good. You know, Antonio Brown, he did his part early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 32-yard touchdown. Check. Go ahead and get rid of that thing. Jalen Hurts running for his life. He ran like 40 of the Some statistician statistician said Sirianni hates the Jalen Hurts accounted for 40% of the Eagles' rush attempts. He was running for his fucking life. We knew that was going to happen. His over-and-rushing was an easy one to put on that same game parlay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line. A bunch of fucking winners in Tampa Bay. Of course they're going to win. Leonard Fournette scores two touchdowns instead of just one touchdown. Shout-out to you, Playoff Lenny, Super Bowl Lenny, Beast Lenny, going into Philly and fucking scoring touchdowns. Shout-out to you, man. Everything seemed to be going our way. Everything seemed to be going right. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a three-yard dive for the quarterback that has hit the over in his rushing attempts five out of the last six games at the oldest age he has ever played at. This man is more nimble. More agile, more quick, more athletic than he's ever been. One and a half rush yards was a joke. Let's throw it in there to up the odds, to up the thing. And nobody's going to think it's going to hit, but this is going to be a beautiful thing. And 38,000, some people saw this bet and they are like, yes, we were celebrating. We were rejoicing. We were enjoying everything. And then all of a sudden, fucking kneel down, kneel
2: down, kneel
3: down. Yards are going away. He ends up with one fucking rushing yard a foot and a half away from his. Getting the over and what we needed to take six million, seven, whatever the millions were. And we'll find out today at some point. And last night was a heartbreaker for the same game parlay. Yep. It was awesome that the Buccaneers get a win. Don't cover. And it was great to see that it feels like. This Buccaneers team is who we thought they were, and that's a team that's probably going to be like the Chiefs and just win every game whatever they fucking want to. Tone. I'm sorry for that rant. I'm sure the neighbors aren't happy. I'm sorry they're, they're trying to create their own stains on their own things. But right now, had to talk about that tone. We were supposed to win that fucking money from FanDuel last
1: night. No, time. I mean, it looks like that hotel's hurt a lot worse, Pat, so I think you're fine there. And we're not in the business of blaming Maybe. human beings, but I did hear when you and we presented the same game parlay to FanDuel yesterday that – that you came up with and and we came up with not Fandle came up with um, oh, thank you tone you're welcome uh, by the way it was what's a, that all about by the way it was These a free clowns. it was a free hey, what's, same day what's all, about? all that. Hey, it was a free me,
3: we, tell me what that's all about i got to, What's this guy Billy Gunn or whatever his name is? This guy fucking tweeting me. Not today. He's, not He's a clown. A bunch of people tweeting. Hey, way to go, man! Way to set up everybody to lose their money on a risk-free same-game parlay. You, if I could set up a parlay to miss by one leg every single time, <laughs> I wouldn't have a partnership with FanDuel. I'd be betting at every fucking sports book, taking all the money. I, I am not. People think just because there are exclusive, uh, exclusive sports book mm. that I don't want them. To lose all, I want them to fucking lose all the money. I want us to win all the money. You know why? Because let's say, let's say I did make this uh, decision to have a five-leg parlay, hit four of them now two weeks in a row that would have cost millions of dollars from FanDuel and I did it on purpose so people could feel the excitement. Do you know what it would be like? if 38,000-plus people hit on the same bet. Whoa. Now, granted, there are some sports books that are just hoping for 30,000 people to be betting all together. <laughs> we had 38,000 on one. Our team was riding. People were joining us. We were on our horses to happiness. Imagine if that hits. Do you know how many people are probably going to be on it next week? Do you know oh, yeah. how many people are probably <sighs> going to be on it the week after that if this thing continues to go? So whenever you say, like, oh, business-wise, I chose to lose, first of all, it was risk-free, and second of all, it would be much better business to keep fucking hitting this thing because everybody gets excited about it. It's going to be it's gonna be, be hard to continue to build this thing up if we don't fucking hit one. And last night was supposed to be that night. And I would like let everybody know on the internet that's telling me I'm losing on purpose to go fuck off. Exactly. I'm not that uh-huh. smart. That's one of the biggest compliments I've ever heard in my entire life. People think I'm doing that on purpose. Maybe if I was,
1: we'd all be rich betting everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, and to your point, it was risk free. So, FanDuel, if you if you bet the ten dollars, they didn't get your ten dollars. Ten dollars, they gave it right back to you. But to my original point, I believe it was someone at the toxic table who said, "Oh shit, should we worry about the kneel?" And everyone was like, "No, no, no, no. we shouldn't worry about the kneel at the end of the game." But I be- was he was it was it Utah? Yeah, I knew, I knew, uh-huh.
0: oh. I just knew. I didn't think that the Eagles were actually gonna. I mean. They just, let, they just let them hang around. You watch that first half. It's like, oh, the Bucks are going to win by yeah. 35 points. We're not going to have anything to worry about. Brady's not even going to play in the, you know, in the fourth quarter. And just they, they found a way. I mean, it fucking stinks. What are you going to do? But mm-hmm. it, it did just it did feel slowly as we got towards the end. It's like, oh, okay, the Neal is in play, and it does feel like it's, it's possibly going to come back and bite us in the ass.
3: Go ahead, Pat. That, that game was such a blowout early. Okay, I'm out here in Ontario, which is near L.A., I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. near L.A. Sure. That game was such a blowout that the place that Michael Cole and I were watching that game at, Sports Bar, they turned the TV. All the TVs were at the uh, Dodgers-Giants game. Not a single game (laughs) had to flip. We had to leave. We had to walk. This place has been a nightmare. All right? Uh, So, Ontario, we had to walk all the way back to the hotel, have that... Then, obviously, get to my room. TV doesn't work. Remote doesn't work. Sure. Come Come on. So, anyways, go down to the lobby, spring down there. We're watching one little tiny TV I'm watching this thing (laughs) on. And it's just, you know, the game was so bad. You're right, though. Second half, it really felt like, oh, shit, is Sirianni? Is Sirianni about to turn this thing into a masterpiece? Is this about to be a Sirianni staple game where maybe they look out of it and then halftime adjustments fucking come full speed ahead and now he's battling wits with the goat out there? Uh, But that wasn't the case. I I don't think there was ever a moment where – I mean, I guess there was when we thought it was out of control, but that Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it felt like at any moment they had to, they could have went and gone. But the score definitely and the momentum was starting Mm -hmm. to uh, switch a little bit. But I think Sirianni – I mean, I think he's on to something, right? Yeah, yeah. It feels like he's good. he's on to something a little bit over there.
1: Uh, he might. I think he gave up, Pat. I think he's given up on the season. Um, he didn't have one highlighter in his visor last night. I'm not sure if you saw Whoa, that or not. No. Not Whoa. one fucking highlighter. So I'm pretty sure he's given up on the season. He also decided to only run uh, Booby Miles, Miles Sanders one time in the first half. He's done that all year long. You know, what's Orlovsky
3: really- won him fired. What, what's, what's
1: great about the Ravens is like they were like, all right, we have Lamar Jackson. He's incredible at running. He can pass when he needs to. I feel like Jalen Hurts is a similar guy, but instead they're throwing the ball seventy five percent of the time with Jalen Hurts, and they're not really playing to his strengths. Like, how do you feel about that?
3: Well, they in their I think they're just banking on Jalen Hurts being the entire team, you know, like mm-hmm. he'll run for his life. And it was obvious that Tampa's idea was we need to keep him in the pocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It was very, it was very apparent. Which I think in the first two quarters, I was a, uh, it wasn't Tom Brady's rushing yards I was worried about. That's uh, right. No, no. It was, was Jalen's potentially that I was worrying about. So I think Sirianni maybe he'll evolve as he goes, as he gets his team. They're trading out one of their weapons. Yeah, uh, they yeah. just traded out Zach Ertz. So maybe they are like kind of just building for the future, trying to get Jalen as many reps as possible to get comfortable, so that as they continue to build this team or whatever the case is. But I think any quarterback. And this is, you know what? This is groundbreaking football analysis. Here we go. (laughs) Can't wait. Any quarterback has appreciation for the run game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even. The Peyton Mannings of the world, who if you look at his first Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts that he won, that thing was on the back of some running backs, Domi Rhodes, Joseph Adai. And then once you get the run game going, guess what? Now you can throw all over everybody. And there's a certain play that uh, Peyton Manning gave to Tom Brady, allegedly, where it's a play action where the guard pulls and then the tight end releases after that. But it only works if you have a run game at all in there. And I just, I just think with the analytics and the stats – And I think you saw Tom Brady feed Leonard Fournette last night. They were feeding him early. Like, hey, let's get this thing going so we can at least – maybe have the, the fear of a play action, get everything opened up, but whenever you just sit back and say, "Hey, we're going to throw, we're going to throw, we're going to throw, you completely eliminate the threat of a run, obviously, which means it can change how many people are in the box. That means the defensive line can just tee off on your offensive line. It goes back to Brandon Staley's point where he's like, hey, that physicality isn't something that shows up in stats because in the third and fourth quarter, instead of your offensive line just being beat up all the time, they've actually done some hitting to the D line as you run out attack, as opposed to just your quarterback running for his life and accounting for rush yards, actually design the plays, help out everybody. Maybe Sirianni will get on with that, but it seems like with his highlighter and his, his Excel spreadsheet, he might be a super analytics guy. And I'll tell you what. The average pass is five yards. Huh. The average run is three yards. Oh. You do the fucking math. <laughs> you know what I mean?
4: Yeah, and their best drive is when they ran the ball with Sanders, like I think four or five times, got it all the way down. Aside from that, they scored three touchdowns. Two of them were basically deep yeah. ball, pass interference, and then they were you know in the red zone, and uh, either Hurts ran it in or and almost actually nailed the camera guy. I don't know if you saw that on Hurts' oh, yeah, yeah, first yeah. touchdown. He almost took the head off of a cameraman.
3: There was a couple uh, outside the field, right in front of the fans. Moments. There was a big hit. I think t- like two guys took each other out on the sideline. I don't remember. It was down nears. It was crazy. I didn't. I couldn't hear Joe and Troy at all. Did they talk about the Sirianni decision making digs at all? Did they say like, "Hey, we talked to Sirianni about his lack of run game in this entire thing and how loud Eagles fans are getting," and he told us this, this, or this?
1: They mentioned a little bit. They didn't touch on it much. It was much more of a. Uh... <sighs> analytics twitter and internet thing and which you know i fucking love analytics and not only did analytics ruin the tampa bay buccaneers minus six and a half last night because apparently if you go for two the first time versus the second time you have a better chance of winning the game which i guess no hey i guess the math checks out on that troy said yeah i understand the math um hey hey hey
3: that started coming around last year yeah that whole go for two, you're down 14, go for two. And then if you if you get it, now you're kicking the extra point to win. If you don't get it, you can go for two again and tie it up. And if you have to come from behind, this is what you do. And stats say this, stats say that. Man, you're down 14, you need two fucking touchdowns. Yeah. Right? And if you have a good kicker, like Jake Elliott's a pretty good kicker, mm-hmm, I think. Yeah. I don't know how he's doing this year. He did miss one, I guess, last night, so mm-hmm. that's not great. If you have a good kicker, I think you should bank on them making an extra point more than you potentially making a two-point conversion one of the two times. But these analytics, I, I because it makes sense. Imagine you get that two-point conversion, okay? Mm. Then you come back. Imagine they come back somehow right there, and they kick an f- extra point to win it. And yeah. they like, yeah. holy shit. You know, like, holy shit. Like, this is uh, the smartest thing of all time. Smartest thing of all time. What if they don't get both the two-point conversions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how come that never gets brought? It's always like those are conveniently left off yep. of the conversation piece. I assume that has happened before, but we never hear about that stat ever. Because I guess now that offenses are as prolific as they are, it must be a different game, and you're you're rolling the dice. And I get it, but unless something's a hundred percent to zero. Like, I think it should be further considered as opposed to just being, like, an algorithm.
0: Well, especially with the Eagles' offense, too. Like, yeah, they scored 22 points, but I think they had, like, 200 yards of total offense. And we've heard and seen all year that, like, Tampa Bay's secondary is not very good. Like and Sherman one of the, got hurt. Yeah, exactly. One of the worst in the NFL. Like, but they just couldn't move the ball at all. So, like, to think that, you know, if you do get that, we're just going to march right down the field again. Like, that that wasn't the case.
3: That uh... shout, shout out, by the way, to... Um, Richard Sherman's
4: hammy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Tough. I'm surprised that didn't happen sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was once he got past that first game uh, against the Patriots, I was like, okay, he must be in good shape. He must be in great shape, especially at that position with how much time he was away. And he was even coming out and saying, I think I'm a couple, like a week and a half, maybe two weeks out or whatever. And I think they were talking about the playbook, maybe. Yeah. And he was, we all know Sherman's an incredibly intelligent guy. But I don't know how you keep your body in game shape when you're not in a facility. You know, I have no idea how you do it. As soon as you lose Sherman, now it's what, four out of their top? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Winfield uh, was out. Sherman's out. They lost uh, Sean Davis. Murphy, Bunning, Carlton yep. Davis. Yeah. yeah.
4: That's four of them. And to your point, Pat, there, with all these guys coming off the IR, and I don't know if TY's actually off the IR yet or not, but so. like, how long is it going to take? Well, oh, I, uh, I
3: have oh. some inside sources there. Oh.
4: oh.
3: He still has to pass a couple things from what I've been told. Okay. Optimistic from what I've been told. Felt like it was optimistic, but still not 100% in against Houston at home in Indianapolis, if that makes sense. But he is practicing. And we listened to um, his press conference yesterday where he talked about it. He said immediately – and by the way, T.Y. Hilton is a lightning rod. Yeah. (laughs) Energy, talking, Upbeat, Always going to hear him when he walks into a room, especially at this stage where he's a leader. He's the oldest. He's been around the longest. He's a guy that is beloved in that locker room. He's beloved in that building by everybody, and he's great at fucking football. So him coming back immediately lifts everybody, especially at one and four. And although Carson Wentz said he can't look at the records just about next week, everybody's feeling that they're one and four. And if they're not, we need to get a fucking pulse check on that goddamn building that yeah. he should yeah. be at least acknowledging that they're one and four. But this does not- nothing but bring back a little ven- a little energy. But my sources have told me he's not cleared to play yet. I don't know if that's going to happen today. I don't know if that's going to happen whenever. I didn't get into the specifics of that with uh, my particular source. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like they are very optimistic, and the team is rallying around like T.Y. Hilton potentially being
1: back. I think Jarvis Landry also returns back to practice today. Uh, before we move on from last night's game, Pat, do you remember the narrative? And, and Gumpy reminded me of it yesterday on Hammered Down. That Tom and Games past his bedtime doesn't cover. He hasn't he hasn't covered in eleven straight primetime games mm-hmm. past his bedtime. <laughs> and now he wants he says he can play until he's fifty or fifty five. If Tommy's not covering past his bedtime now, wait until like it starts creeping into four twenty five games when Jeez. he's out getting the early bird special and shit like that. Hey, listen, that matinee
3: time is very important for the fifty year olds. Yeah, I mean like that that mid afternoon time. So. I mean, 1 o'clock is about, like, what, early dinner for those old-ass folks. Why is that, by the way? They start waking up at, like, 4 a.m. Is it because they don't want to miss anything? Is is that what it is? Oh, yeah. got to read the paper,
0: do the crossword, you know, Mm. all that kind of stuff. Bones hurt. Yep.
3: But bones do hurt. I mean, mine already hurt, especially as I'm walking around the entire fucking city of Ontario, California, looking for a goddamn drink.
1: (laughs) Ridiculous. what What do you mean? What happened?
3: Nothing's open around here until 9.30 a.m. That's 12.30 in American time. What are we even doing? Is that California specific? Starbucks that was allegedly open across the street here like three-tenths of a mile or something like that. It's the only place that was open on the entire like, hey, how you doing? Keep it moving thing. And over here, you know, they're in that interesting time. Uh-huh. So you wake up at like 6 a.m. And you feel like, oh, like, look at me. I'm a fucking <laughs> early bird gets the worm guy. You know, it's, this is back to back weeks. I've got to experience this. And I try to go get a goddamn green tea over there. Place is open. The, the mall that it is in is not open, though. <laughs> huh. OK, so I call the place. We're open. Can I get to you? No, the mall is locked. So why are you open? (laughs) Well, just in case there's a mobile. Well, how do they pick that up? Can I go to where that is? Well, those are employee entrances. And due to our safety and COVID protocols, we do not want to breach those. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So I had to walk to a gas station like a half mile down the road that way to pick up an old green tea out of a bottle. And then I stole a big old cup down there. I've, I've had a... I've had a tough go of it here in Ontario, California, to be honest. But I think tonight that's all going to change. i sorry. I, I apologize for uh, forgetting what the initial conversation was supposed to be about.
1: I honestly I can't remember either. The CT's acting up a lot today, so it's going to be a long day. Same thing happened to me at a Bed Bath or a Bath and Body Works before in the in the uh, Castleton Mall here.
3: There's a Bed Bath and Beyond right down here. I was going to uh, get a blow dryer for the hair, oh, you know, because nice. obviously we go. got it in the
1: room. Blow is broke here, sure. so uh, the hair
3: is just a little bit out of control. Bed Bath & Beyond doesn't open until eleven really are you shitting me what the fuck is going on Wait, i don't i don't even know if i'm in a real town like, this might be a retirement <laughs> home i have no idea what it is like it is insane i i, I none of it makes sense but i'm excited to be here I, I will say the views are nice the weather is nice but i've had the rough end of it over here especially with that same game parlay kind of setting uh-huh. the fucking tone and tom's kneel going back i mean what are we do? a lot of people on the internet are talking about how that should not be a um yes
1: oh yes a, agreed. A, a, I think it should be like, so in baseball, uh, say there's a runner on second, you ground out, the guy goes to third, though, you're out. It doesn't count as a bat. It counts as a uh, ground, a sacrifice. Sacrifice. Um, So I think the kneel at the end of the game should be similar to the sacrifice like in baseball, Yeah, it's where it doesn't count against you.
3: Yeah, and you saw Tom go up at the end, I think, to keep him in the positive yards. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he knew that as well. Yeah. but he doesn't want to disrespect the eagles either you know because that could be a potential disrespect so he gets back to the line of scrimmage there and i saw there were some people really cooking on the internet for us to win our money by the way and, and whenever you got 38 000 people riding on one particular <laughs> yeah. bet and something like that happens to fucking end it in heartbreak brutal fashion people are going to try to break down everything but he didn't gain a yard there he just got back to the line of scrimmage so he didn't lose another one but What a fucking joke, dude. Yeah,
4: yeah, and the worst part about that, too, is Gumpy was pointing out this morning his over under for rush yards has typically been half a yard, but because of his past two weeks, him having like five to ten rushing yards, they just bumped it up by one. So, naturally, of course, we lose by half a yard. What a fucking joke
3: that is, that you just said. I had no, listen, (laughs) I had no idea about that stat you just said. I, I assumed one and a half was like his thing every single time just like in hockey yeah. you know in hockey it's always like one and a half yeah or whatever the fuck it is i in soccer i think they have one as well i assumed one and a half was just tom brady's thing all the time how you doing keep it moving he hit five out of the last six maybe i should have done a little bit more fucking research but tom let me tell you this i appreciate the fact that you got back to the line of scrimmage on that last kneel down all right, because you ended up with one yard rushing, and I know you're a thousand yard rusher over your career. Five out of the last six, you've gone over what people thought you would be able to rush for, and it's been nothing short of spectacular. But how come we couldn't do it every single time? How, how come we couldn't have a three yard rush day? Yeah. Uh, how come only on the last one we wanted to get back to the line of scrimmage? I I fucking love, okay, I love how good you are at football, mm. man. <laughs> I like how much I like how much you love avocado ice cream. Wow. Man. <laughs> I like how you sold us like that alien chocolate a couple years ago why i love i love pliability man i can't touch my toes but i'd love to be fucking pliable one day i probably won't because i feel like it hurts but i love that you're pliable dude i fuck I love everything you're about, I like Alex Guerrero, I like I like the fact you went to Tampa, told, told Bill Belichick, fuck off, win a Super Bowl, I I, I like everything about you, pal, I, I like that you say you're going to play till you're 50, 55, longer than George Blanda, who's a Western Pennsylvania legend, who was smoking cigs on the sideline, I don't know how he played until he was 50 years old, I love everything about you, but pal, move your fucking feet earlier in the game so we don't have the kneel down situation where we don't have to hit an over on rush yards, and 38,000 plus can fucking win, Tom!
0: Well, or maybe, you know, just line up uh, Vita at like fullback. Maybe try yeah. something out for later in the season that you might unveil during the playoffs. You know, I mean, if you score a touchdown, you score a touchdown, we cover as well. I mean, it just it... kick a field goal. Kick a ah, field
3: goal. Yeah, kick it, a
1: field goal. How yeah. about that? Okay.
3: Hey, Tom, we love you, Tom. Love you. Hey, I've actually been on record as saying that when babies are born, they should be showing a picture of you and said, "Like, hey, good luck trying to emulate this. Right? Like good mm-hmm. luck. This guy. Greatest of all time. Seems to be intelligent. Runs a great business. Uh his his wife makes like a hundred some million dollars a year. He's got I mean, everything he does. Like, hey, good this is what we're trying to do. And to be honest, he is kind of creeping into the Elon Musk. Definitely an alien.
1: Oh, Absolutely.
3: And I guess Demi Lovato, they said, um Can't
1: say it. Can't, can't say it. alien. Yeah. It's, it's sensitive insensitive. Yeah. Yes. to the extraterrestrials.
3: They said that uh They had an issue with the word alien, right? Oh, yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Big time.
3: So did they talk to
4: the Galactic Federation? The
3: thing flying the UFO and ask them if – because what if the person – sorry. What if the being
4: Mm –
3: and we'll have to ask they this. But what if the being that's in the UFO lands here, Mm -hmm. speaks like us? Mm Mm-hmm. And said, what's up? I'm a motherfucking alien. Do we know that? Like, what if that's what they want to be called? Do they know that? Like, how, guys, I saw a bunch of people tweet me like, hey, Demi Lovato is going to be pissed about you calling Tom Brady an alien and Elon Musk an alien and everything like that. And I'm like, I understand where they might be coming from, how that is used in other situations. But in this particular one, how do we know what they fucking want to be called and referred to? I just assumed that they'd probably come down and say, like, yo, what up, dog fucking alien shit, dude? What if they did that? How do we know?
1: We don't know, right? I believe... Demi now believes that since she since they has a new show uh where they look for ghosts and extraterrestrials that she is the foremost expert opinion on this matter and has taken it into her her, her own hands.
3: I would like yeah. to let they know that I've been hunting motherfucking ghosts and aliens for a long time as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I I don't know. If I've had an encounter with them, because how do we know if ghosts want to be called ghosts? How
4: about That's that? Good question. Good call.
3: Did they talk
1: about that? Whoopi Goldberg told us they want to be called ghosts. Hell yeah. What was that
3: movie where she was a nun? Ghost. Oh, Sister, Sister Act. Sister Act. Fucking so yep. good. Oh so, okay. yeah, all three. So of them. good. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to continue to call humans that I think are uh, built differently than the rest of us. And have brains different than the rest of us and seem to accomplish things that the humans could not normally accomplish. I'm going to continue to call them aliens until we get word from a being uh, that's flying one of them fucking UFOs that are real that says anything different. Now, if they come down and they're like, we, we've we been hearing what y'all motherfuckers have been saying about us. You know, like if they come down in there and say that, then I'll be like, okay, I, I get it. But until further notice, Elon Musk, Tom Brady... Definitely fucking
2: aliens.
4: Yeah. And also, like, if these aliens actually didn't like it, they would have blown us to smithereens a long time ago because it's not as if we just started calling them aliens. It's been like this for years. So you got to assume they don't have a problem. And I do actually, you know, think that the aliens or extraterrestrials probably listen to Demi Lovato. And so they would come down and say, hey, we love your music, by the way. We want to be called extraterrestrials, so maybe there is a little bit of yeah, a case maybe, to be made. Until
3: we find out about that, well, I guess we'll have to continue to ask questions. Um, what Skycra- Sk- skyscrapers? Yeah. Great song, great song, fucking banger. It's I just skyscraper. don't be. And if she if she releases the tapes of where she's talking or they are talking to the beings. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, do not call us aliens. I'm all about it. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. All right? That's how I always operate. I just talked about that the other day. I think we have some breaking news. Ooh. Yes, um, The NFL's top rush game, as of a couple weeks ago, I don't know if they still are, but the NFL's top rushing team, the Cleveland Browns, Browns are without running back Nick oh, Chubb this weekend against Arizona. Big-time game. Zach Ertz will not be able to play in that game, even though he was traded today a couple days before that game because there is an NFL rule about not being able to play two times in one week. A lot of people from Tampa, their fans, will say, shame this guy can't lose two times in one weekend. <laughs> wow. yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if that would be the case or not because Chubb is out. That guy's a weapon, tone.
1: Yeah, that's, it's tough for the Browns, but they also have Kareem Hunt. And then they also have more depth. They got more horses in that stable. Here's why it, it could be a bigger deal. Um, I like the Browns actually this weekend. They do have the number one rushing attack in the NFL. Arizona has the thirty-first rushing defense oh, in no. the NFL. There's all supposed to be also supposed to be twenty mile an hour winds coming off the lake this weekend. So I, I like the Browns for those reasons. Does this hurt it a little bit? Yeah, but I think Kareem Hunt and the boys back there probably still be all, still be all right. Okay.
3: So my first thought is with that wind and. By the way, we love Nick Chubb. He came on here and gave us a great yep. interview, and he's a fucking stud, obviously. Beast. Very yeah. fast runs. And uh, what Andrew Barry has done with the Cleveland Browns to uh, appease the dog, pond, with some success for a while, is we're going to go around the run game. You know what I mean? So much so that Baker Mayfield has actually been like buried a little bit a couple times because he doesn't have anywhere near as many yards as everybody else. He's missed a couple balls, and he's playing through an injury. But the run game's so good, they're still winning. So if you win, who cares? I think is how probably everybody in that locker room is looking at this thing. Uh, But if you're saying 20-mile-an-hour wind's coming off of that thing – No Nick Chubb. What's the over-under on that game, Diggs? Do you know? That is a tough place to kick. That is a tough place to throw. That is a tough place to punt, especially with that win. Cleveland is a nightmare when that lake gets (laughs) breathing heavy.
1: Good point. Uh, Pretty high total, 49. Also, Kyler's a little dinged up with the same shoulder he was dinged up on uh, last year. Rodney Hudson's at. His center's at. You liking the under? yes tony might like the undies as well yeah
4: under looks like the play for sure and also jarvis landry back for cleveland might help so baker mm-hmm. you know actually having the full arsenal of receivers and tight ends obviously losing chubb stinks but that's why you have hunt so
1: looking at my little staties here as well browns run the ball second most in the league uh cardinals run the ball sixth most in the league so wow might be on the ground run game, grind and pound old afc north battle with the cardinals
3: and Andy Lee is obviously a great punter and Andy Lee's been around a long time, but there's no machine that can beat the wind. So if you're, you know, if they're coming back and forth, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm I'm really intrigued by that game. That's the biggest game of the weekend by far. And you say they're 31st against the run that yes. uh, Cardinals defense. Yes. A lot of OGs over there, right? They've probably just been hunting sacks. I wonder if they could just turn it up in the run game because I feel like a lot of things run game are effort, discipline, yeah. stuff like that. I don't know if they maybe haven't needed it or haven't. Or maybe it is one of their Achilles' heels in their weaknesses over there. And we, I, I mean, the only thing that does make me think about that is Baker and Jarvis have an incredible connection. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's going to be windy. It's going to be tough. Yeah, and I don't know if it's – he's practicing now. I don't know if Jarvis is going to play on Saturday not. I think it's similar to T.Y. Uh, Chandler Jones is also out for the Cardinals yeah, in that game. Huge so that will be a, a big deal. Uh, to put a bow on the Cardinals and the Eagles and the Bucs, what are your thoughts on – it seems like Arizona Cardinals win now. They go out and get Ertz. Uh, I assume you like that move after Max Williams gets hurt. Uh, yeah, I kind of hit on it earlier because yeah. of
3: the – in the middle of my – Same game parlay diatribe there, where I still believe we got fucked. We should have won that. I apologize. Next week, we are hitting. Okay, I don't know who the game is, but we'll have at least one more weekend of film on these teams. We're going to know what we're going to do going in there. Bidwell, though, that son of a bitch flew his plane over over to Wisconsin to pick up J.J. Watt after paying him like $30 million, and we had no idea what was going to happen to J.J. Watt. We had no idea what the future held for one of our greatest players on the defensive side of the ball, coming off an injury, leaving Houston Texans. We didn't know what the case was. Steve Bidwell Hops in his plane and says, Hey, motherfucker, you're coming back to the desert, fifth largest city in America. We need to get this team going. Then he brings in AJ Green. Then he has Cliff Kingsbury in another year of uh, comfort. Kyler Murray ball and nuke's still there. And then he invests on the defensive side of the ball with a bunch of studs, draft capital, everything like that. I love what Mr. Bidwell has done. I love him trading. For Zach Ertz If you think somebody Especially after the Williams injury tease and in peace, Rest in peace Moment of silence To the injury That Williams That I did not know That Williams guy existed Watching him the first Five weeks has been awesome Yeah That injury looked terrible Obviously everybody has Massive amounts of respect For him We need to fill that position Right now If we want to go win Which is what we think We can do Especially in an NFC West That is going to be A fucking murderer's row I love an aggressive owner I love a team That buys in and says Let's go win now And I think the players In that locker room are going to be appreciative of it as well. Think about Kyler Murray looking at this owner, looking at this front office, Steve Kime, looking at Cliff Kingsbury. Hey, I lost one of my weapons. I lost one of my tight ends. And they're like, hey, don't worry about it, buddy. We're going to get you another one by the end of the fucking week. And it's going to be a big time player, a guy who's made $46 million in his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's won a Super Bowl. He'll everything like that. I just, I think this is great for the entire organization. If I'm part of that bird gang out there, the big Red Sea or whatever the hell it is, I'd be pumped with how aggressive the ownership has been
4: yeah especially in that division like you just mentioned competing with the rams and you know the niners in seattle depending on russell wilson but you got to feel for uh tay going or zay going <laughs> going from the undefeated cardinals to sirianni i mean god hey. damn it that guy got screwed hey tay going <laughs>
3: yeah. um, very nice great, great i mean Going out to Phoenix and staying out there for that one weekend, I mean, I'd never really oh. done that before. I was out there for the Pro Bowl, but I was mostly in the hotel and then out in the middle of the desert, literally nowhere. And I played the Fiesta Bowl and we had a great time out here and I was underage still and that whole thing. But just that is a vacation retirement place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is gorgeous. Your team is on the up and up. Your ownership is investing in the team. Everything is yeah. good. And then Tay is going to a rebuild. Yeah. In the city of brotherly love. Not that the first capital of the United States isn't a beautiful city. Okay, I'm not saying that. It probably is a beautiful city for some people, probably where you want to live. But Tago definitely is on the wrong end of this. But maybe he'll get some more playing time. And hey, maybe he'll become an Eagles legend. <laughs> yeah, just like Zach Ortiz, yeah. who's joining Kyler and the boys. All
1: right, uh, let's get to a break. Um, but as we're going to break, Pat, I was just thinking, um you think there's any chance that offensive guru, offensive big-brained uh, coach for the – Tampa Bay Buccaneers saw our same game parlay and told Tom to maybe take that knee a little bit farther back. Aq, Shipley. Could you imagine if that? He's thin now,
3: but imagine if that Michelin-looking man, motherfucker. You know, imagine if he. Imagine if he did. I mean, he he doesn't. His life sucks. Yeah, <laughs> his life sucks. I I talked to him like. Once every like three weeks at this point, I'm like, "How's it going?" He's like, "Doing the same thing I did last time." What's that? (laughs) Studying film or whatever. Being a coach is a real—that's a real thing you have to have inside of you because you have to at least give the portrayal that you are watching film all day in trying to be smarter than everybody else in the NFL, and you have to do tasks for people that are meaningless because at the end of the day, it's just blocking, tackling, catching throwing, kicking. That's literally all it is at the end of the day. You can do all the shit you want. You can find the scheme you want, and I agree. Film study is worth it, but it gets to the point where I think everybody's just trying to do the scoreboard thing. I'm watching more film than you. I'm watching more film than you, and that's just kind of how it's been for 50 years. So, I, I don't know if AQ saw the same game parlay, but if he I wouldn't put it past him that he's so miserable maybe that he's trying to ruin our lives as well. Fuck them. They're having all their fun. I don't know. know. I've not talked to him, but I don't know.
0: Who knows? I mean, his unit is looking pretty damn good. You know, they win a Super Bowl this year. Coach A.Q. Shipley might be getting a head coaching look somewhere.
3: (laughs) He would have two Super Bowl rings as a coach in less than a year and a half. It's pretty good. You tell me. Is that the greatest coach of all time? Is this fucking Lombardi? Yeah. <laughs> fucking put this guy in the Hall of Fame. And that also stinks for him. He's going to have to do that for the rest of his life. Yeah. He yeah. wins two Super Bowls for a year and a half. I think that's the universe saying, hey, this is your calling. And, and I don't – once again, this is not me talking to him and him telling me he's miserable. This is me just assuming – from the very rare conversations we have where he is just doing one particular thing which is watching film and maybe he loves it i'm not sure but if he wants two lombardis maybe that's the universe telling him you gotta coach forever dude just go ahead and fucking mail it in move into a cave watch football film and that's your life now congratulations now that the world's opening back up so many new thrills Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell, that's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes. And guess what? Ha! Huh? Lasts a long
4: time. Banging up, bang up, bang it
3: up. Yeah, it's <laughs> Pete alonzo at the all yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom! Right.
4: Dingers, <laughs> time.
3: Bingo.
1: A little early. Uh, joined, by <laughs> joined by Talks to Table and everybody in the back. And also coming from beautiful Ontario, California, Pat McAfee. Yeah! yeah!
3: Boys, I miss you guys, man. I really do. I'm happy none of you came out here, though. This hasn't been that pleasant of an experience, but I think that will change as the afternoon rolls on. Ontario's probably a beautiful place. I haven't seen any of that at all, but I'm excited to be here with you guys on this Feel Good Friday. Uh,
1: Pat, before AJ joins us, uh, did you? I thought this was might cause some controversy in Cleveland. Miles Garrett put all of the quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than Baker Mayfield in his yard uh, as Halloween decorations. Did you see this? <laughs>
3: Well, I don't know if that is <laughs> that, that is how or what he did. I, I did see that there was a lot of other quarterbacks out there that Miles Garrett's looking to hunt, 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 <laughs> hunt, hunt <laughs> out there. And uh, I like that Miles Garrett's showing a little bit of, uh, you know, happiness and a little spooky season vibe. And I appreciate that he's saying, like, hey, this is all motherfuckers I'm going to go kill. And uh, I'm going to take the helmet off of this one here, especially <laughs> Herbert needs to watch it because it looks like that one's been hit with a helmet. And that is something that we need to think about and talk about
1: there. I also respect that the uh, Big Ben one only has number seven it does not have his uh, it does not have his name on it uh, joining us right now Super Bowl champion national champion at Ohio State incredibly just a good guy. Wow come on I don't know about that Just a good guy' <laughs> He's a good guy AJ Hawk Yeah
5: what's up guys how you doing pat how's it going out there
1: aj i'll tell you
3: what this is nice you're in an attic in ohio in like a mega mansion you know what i mean one of those things that i would have seen in the lifestyles of rich and famous with that old fat british guy with a beautiful voice speaking over top of it what you're looking at here is a you know that whole thing Uh i'm sitting in a porn (laughs) set in Ontario, and it is an absolutely beautiful feel-good Friday, AJ. Same game parlay didn't hit. We almost all would have won a bunch of money. I'm in. I'm sitting in Johnny Sin's come over here. It is. It's quite a day, AJ. It's quite a day, pal. Good to see you. Feel well, good Friday.
5: Hey, good to see you too. You're the one that always told me you like to choose your hotels. You don't like the WWE to uh, put put you up. So congrats on, on getting a good spot this year. Last night. So that's all you need. When Tom Brady takes a knee, that's with doc through the whole yep. same game part see i assumed you got it i assumed it was in the bag
3: well you and i both we had plans of going on a clean sweep this season or this weekend you remember we you and i we said this is what we're going to do we're <laughs> going to be on the same page for every game and we're going to win every single one of them outright. so our record's going to be the exact same it's going to be 16 or no because there's two games missing Bat, back do your math 14
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 14
3: and 0 is what we're going to be this weekend that's what we're going to be four teams are on the bye by the way welcome to bye season if you got a bye week this week the first bye you are pissed especially with the long haul on the other end of this thing but maybe some teams will be able to get better in that i thought we we're going to go undefeated the The Buccaneers don't cover because Sirianni goes for two, of Mm -hmm. course. Of course, good stats, good analytics, and the Buccaneers choose not to kick field goal there at the end. Actually, they decide to start kneeling it with like 10 minutes left in the game. Fucking. What are we doing here? Uh, How is this even getting here? And yeah, and then him obviously going forward and not losing a yard on that last particular one so that he would still remain with one yard rushing on the game, so he wouldn't have be at zero. He still wanted people to know, uh, but not getting one and a half and having that plus 900-something five-leg parlay with almost 39,000 people betting on the damn thing not hitting ag it was a rough night but i appreciate the fact that it seemed like you were pulling for us at least a little bit
5: yeah it was because it looked like it was all checking out but what did you think of the game actually i'm sure you guys have covered it like do you feel better about the eagles do you feel worse about the eagles and how do you feel about the bucks
3: yeah, that's interesting because all the stats and analytics people are talking about how much Sirianni's running the ball and is it too much on uh, Jalen Hurts' plate? Which is he's accounted for like forty percent of the rushes last night. Obviously, all of the throws. Sirianni has a lot of faith in J- uh, Jalen Hurts, I think. So he's kind of doing that. Maybe he's just trying to get him a, a bunch of like experience this year, as they know they're going to have to continue to grow and continue to mold that roster, maybe around Jalen Hurts. I think I enjoy watching Jalen Hurts play football. I think he's an incredibly talented guy. I don't think they have the pieces around him to potentially. Be be a goer right now. They trade away Zach Ertz as well. Who knows what that Eagles team is going to be. But what I took from the game last night is that the Buccaneers are this year's chiefs. Like they'll win. Yeah. They'll win. But well, we can't trust them to cover. That beginning of that game looked like it was maybe going to be 56 yeah, nothing the way yes. they came out there. And I don't want to say they got comfortable or relaxed. Maybe they changed up some things. The Eagles clawed their way back in there after a great halftime speech from Nick Sirianni, which I'm sure we'll get a chance to hear here in a little bit. But I just like that Bucks team is so fucking deep. You forget O.J. Howard is even on yeah. the fucking team. That guy's a stud. Scores a touchdown last night because Gronk is out. It's just is a never-ending supply of talent down there in Tampa. And I think that got hammered home last night to me, A.J. Your
5: thoughts? Well, I think it's hard to play with a lead, whether college football, NFL. It's much harder in the NFL than college, but you see this all the time. You get up and, yeah, like the coach, you you don't have that exact same, like, attack mentality offensively. You just, all right, let's find a way to stay productive, continue to put the points on the board and try to move the ball and not make any huge mistakes.
3: I want to ask you, because you're a very prolific defensive football player, and we learned yesterday that you used your uh, face as a weapon numerous times. Everybody talks about your helmet being a weapon, but you actually used the face that was underneath the helmet as a <laughs> weapon because you were able to get a heavier helmet that was able to move, and your face would just handle it when it came in. Like, your nose is like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. Use it as a missile if you <laughs> want to. Yeah, don't worry. it just bust my shit down, but my face doesn't break, actually, so I'll just keep cobra-striking everybody, yeah? like, <laughs> We learned right. that yesterday in that whole thing. But how come, and I've always wondered this, you're obviously incredible defense player, all the time leading tackler for the Packers. Why does prevent happen? You're having all the success with the game plan that you had. You had game, all the, and what does prevent mean? Does that just mean you're dropping into coverage, you're only rushing three? And how come teams do it? And were you a fan of it? Did you hate it? Because I always said, if you're beating somebody, like, hey, let's keep, for instance, ping pong. Okay, let's say we're playing ping pong, you and me.
5: Okay, yeah.
3: All right, and I'm feeding that busted pinky just in her backhand. And every time I hit it, that ball pops up, okay, and it comes back over. And then I just, how you doing? Guess what? That whole game, I'm just feeding that back. This is going to be boring. This is going to be a boring game for you. You're going to hate it. But I am just feeding that backhand the entire time if I find a weakness. And if this thing ends up 21-zip, 11-zip, whatever you're playing to, I do not care you get to win. How come it feels like teams sometimes have the perfect strategy, they get up, and then they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go into the safe thing now. Why is that? I, I never understood why that happens.
5: I mean, it's going to be an argument or like a discussion until the end of time. But there's like prevent means a million different things. Yeah, you're you're dropping you know seven or eight. You're probably seven at least and eight every once in a while. But they just don't want to get beat deep. Like, hey, don't let anything overtop you. Stay stay on top of everything. Don't let them have an explosive over the top. Catch it in front of them. Make the tackle. Hopefully, keep them in bounds. Keep the clock rolling. That's their plan. But a lot of times, that opens up those big windows, especially like those outbreaking routes to the, to the sideline. They're going to make you throw the hard throw, like throw all the way across the field, outside the hash to the numbers.
3: How come in these amoeba defenses,
4: in these okay. exotic <laughs> defenses? What's amoeba, Tell me about amoeba defenses. You know. I mean? you, defense know means. you know, dude. You know. You know. You know. Ever changing, I really don't. Yeah, you do. Like the Clyde, hey, you get it. Don't a little
3: bit, a little bit, a, bit. You get, you get, you know, a little bit, you a little know, bit. But the amoeba defense, how come nobody's been able to create like a pressure bringing prevent defense? Can't you just drop? the shell and then still try to get pressure because everything underneath is what you're asking for them to do anyways if but you how, many do you, like, how many are
5: you going to bring it depends on how many you want to bring like are you going to get pressure with your front four if you have four guys that can get pressure you can do a lot in the back end and you can yeah it's it's nice but a lot of teams can't get pressure with four there's kind of so like there what, is
3: no way that you can also make sure nobody gets over your head while also trying to bring people because in doing so you're getting rid of people from the back end to get up to the front end
5: yeah, it's like when they see a light box. You hear hear them say, oh, the quarterback saw a light box, so he checked to run. He sees, okay, six in the box. They got two safeties deep. This guy doesn't look like he's going to creep down to the box. Here we go. Let's run it.
3: I just feel like, don't you, and uh, this is probably why we're players, and I think I can tell by your tone there, you are a fan of continuing to bury people, and I think that is most athletic people and competitive people. It's like, hey, I'm okay winning this thing by 60. Like, I, like let's not just hang on.
5: The thing is, is, though, like, tr- Defensively, though, to, if you want to defend like D coordinators or someone, I can imagine if I'm in, if I'm in that spot and people are saying, oh, it's not good, we've been, we've been shutting them down all night. Now we're going to do prevent and get, get killed. Like, let's say you're like, all right, hey, this third down coming up, you're the D coordinator talks him. we're going to bring pressure. We're going to bring it. But I need you guys to make sure in the back end you hold up and you guys better get home up front. All of a sudden, one guy slips, he doesn't get home. Deep ball over the top, touchdown. This team's back in the game and they have momentum. So it's a weird thing. they got to balance.
3: And I'm not saying, I don't know if Tampa did that or not. We're not, I'm not diving into that. I have not, I haven't watched all 22 yet. I will do that this afternoon.
4: Okay, uh, no, good. I will do that this afternoon.
3: Thank you. And let everybody know. But it feels like there's always this narrative, like, hey, play like it's 0-0, zero, zero, play like it's 0-0, zero, zero, play like it's 0-0. Zero, zero. And then whenever it comes close to like when a game actually matters and you're up, people act like, oh, we're up 14. This is a completely different game now. This is a completely different game. It's like, where where is the, where, we're lost in translation. And I, I think, I got to see Luck take advantage of this a lot. Andrew Luck, we were down and people would change what they were doing to Andrew. They would change the defense and all of a sudden Andrew, we would we it would happens come when back and no, we would win those. Doesn't games. seem to happen
5: when, when offenses go no huddle, they go in like their two minute drill, and all of a sudden they become productive uh-huh. and everyone's like, why didn't they just do the two minute all game?
3: Yeah. I asked that question so many times. We would watch, you know, Chuck would lay out the keys to victory on Wednesdays. You know, hey, we gotta get, we gotta eliminate this guy. This guy can't make a play. This guy can't make a play on the offense. We're gonna do this, and then there will be some games where what we were told on Wednesday for the offensive side was not what we ended up doing because they adjusted, they changed, and it was like, hey, we actually got this front instead of this, so we actually did that, and that would kind of be talked about either in a meeting or whatever. But i would never understood. In somebody with a much higher football IQ than me will have to explain it to me someday, if something is working, why are we going away? like? Why do we get bored with success? Why why do you? Because you feel like you have to do something different and maybe you think it won't work if you continue to do it. But now that you have it, why are we not just hammering this fucking thing away? You know? Like why aren't we doing that? Every single time. I like that in every sport, every game that there is a scoreboard.
5: I, I like that. I think a lot of coaches should do that more. Like, hey, you guys prove to us that you can stop this, that you can stop we're running like if you're running the ball to the right side, like we're gonna continue to run the ball at your right side until you prove to us that you can stop it and then you move on but a lot of times too you know like coaches I'm not saying all of them but I think coaches that aren't as good as others like to change things up just to feel important just mm-hmm. to like hey look at this new little wrinkle we got look I'm gonna try this week and then sometimes it get too cute and it, and it backfires on you but you know you have so much time there they are spending 22 hours a day at the facility guarding the desk you got to come up with something don't you
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like almost paralysis by Mm over-analysis, because we talk about scoreboard whenever we're talking about the game. There's also a scoreboard for how many hours of film you watched in the coaching ranks, and that's why we talked about AQ a little bit ago, and you know, somebody back. I don't know if it was a talks table or a dig. Somebody back there in Indianapolis said, "Hey, what if that round, short arm friend of yours down there, that's a coach?". Said, "Hey, Tom, fucking back it up a couple yards so they don't hit the uh, same game parlay." Mm-hmm. You know, what if, what if AQ was potentially on the other side? And I told them, AQ has no idea what our same game parlay is. That motherfucker is watching film <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. And maybe he did. Maybe he did get a little glimpse at what our same game parlay was, and he wanted us to be just as miserable as he potentially is from that coaching lifestyle. But hey, you spend all those hours in there you find little wrinkles i'd assume you want to showcase them all but i think sometimes the shit can just get over complicated like hey if this is working just and you see quarterbacks do it a corner will come onto the field and the quarterback will literally just watch them okay we're gonna attack that fucking guy until they can stop us how come that isn't the mindset all the time i'll never know i would never know i would never know
4: well it should be Go, Connor. Uh, Well, I was just going to say, it seems like that's what's happening with the Chiefs. Like, now teams are just rushing for, like the Ravens, when they played the Chiefs, their like amoeba defense, if you will, was having three guys rush right away, and then they had one guy kind of wait, and then when Mahomes would start to scramble, he was like the second wave of pass rushing. And then you saw with the Bills, they just rushed for, basically dropped everybody back and saw if, you know, Mahomes was patient enough to just kind of check down, up and down the field, and they weren't. So it's almost like, to what you guys are saying, like, as soon as one guy figures out, the film room or whatever yeah the other teams just kind of you know copy that and that becomes the formula to beat you know some of the best teams in the league like the chiefs and we'll see if anything happens with the bucks probably not because they're just a complete team but who they're happens? a wagon yeah they yeah. lost
3: to the rams
2: yeah
4: mm-hmm. right
3: mm-hmm. they lost to the rams in la that was a bad look for them beat the dog shit out of the dolphins then this game, they look like they were in control that entire time. I guess there was some momentum that went to Philadelphia, but I don't think anybody. And I was watching without the sound, so mm-hmm. I don't know what the commentator was setting the level because Dodgers and Giants is happening out here.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's over now. Of course, it's over now. So, is it who won? Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, it Dodgers. doesn't matter. Socks are
4: on tonight, so you know everyone's rooting for the Socks, right?
3: And well, the good thing about baseball is none of it
2: matters. <laughs>
3: that's the truth. <laughs> that's a shame. I should get into it.
5: No, nah, maybe not
3: No, not tonight. Smackdown. Hey, big night tonight for Smackdown. Super Size Fox Sports One. We're going for two and a half hours. Let's Ooh. go.
5: Wait. So is your last half hour on Fox Sports One, or is the whole show?
3: The whole thing's on Fox Sports One, and the last and half hour on I believe Fox is then, commercial right? free.
5: Yeah. Wow. Really? Okay. It's because baseball's on Fox. That's why it's jumping. Okay.
3: Yeah, and baseball thing. Like I'll probably bash baseball tonight numerous times. Have to. We got to bash. We got Roman Reigns. And you'd rather watch this guy swing a bat and fail a hundred times? What are we even doing
4: here? Cheating Astros, too. I mean, you you got to mention that and how everyone wants the Red Sox to win.
3: Hey, there's more allegations coming out about the Astros cheating at home.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. From this
1: year? When you're on top, when you're winning, everyone's going to take shots of you, okay?
3: Okay, this is what I would assume. Yeah, AJ, this year. It's coming out like right now. There was this Taco Bell in Morgantown, West Virginia that we frequented. Okay, sure. Okay, we frequented the said Taco Bell a lot. They got shut down because they weren't necessarily using the right type of meat, they were saying, I guess. Or something happened with their meat. They were shut down for numerous months. As it was opened back up, people wondered on whether or not people would still be going to this Taco Bell, potentially because of bad PR or whatever. And the answer was... This place is going to be the cleanest Taco Bell on earth because of what just happened. They just got shut down or whatever. So I always assume that's the case on the other side of things. This place is going to be the cleanest place after they get into trouble. So I would assume that the Astros, after the garbage can, the robot thing, everything they had going on with the, the who knows, and I don't want to take off my shirt, and, mm-hmm. you know, this the cameras and the slow-mos and the... The deflator was there. Oh, that's a different the, – there's somebody there, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. I just assumed that they'd be locked down so tightly they would never be able to cheat for at least a couple of years when people got bored and forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But they're they saying that the Astros are cheating. People are saying the Astros are still cheating. I don't even know how that would be
5: possible. Hey, what are they – I know the boys know. What are they saying they're doing? Do they know how they're,
1: they're supposedly cheating? They – they there was just video of their swings and misses looked a lot worse on the road versus at home. There's no evidence besides that.
4: Yeah, and they also did beat the piss out of the White Sox in Chicago to close out the series, so. Mm-hmm.
1: So, sorry. so, So, so All right, boys. Um it's Feel Good Friday. Here we go. And what we do on Feel Good Fridays is you two make picks, okay? Ooh, yeah. Pat, you are Increasingly heating up every single week. Thank you, Diggs. AJ, you are going the other direction. <laughs> Me too. I'm due. I'm Ooh. due. Um, Ice him down.
3: Ice them down. He's getting colder.
1: <laughs> 13 more games to pick for this week. Everyone loves when you talk about their teams. So we'll talk about all of them. First game, back in London Town. Two is back starting. The line is three. Dolphins are minus three in London Town versus the Urban Meyer led Jacksonville Jaguars. Things have things have gotten nice and quiet for Urban over there. Huh. AJ, we'll start with you. Who do you like in London this week?
5: I like the Jags at plus three here as the underdogs. Tua's coming back. I have no idea what the Dolphins are. Same thing with the Jags. I think they rally and they find a way to either win or lose by one and a half. <laughs> I think we, um,
3: I think we bet on the Jags last week too, didn't we?
5: I think. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> Did not work out.
3: And I think while watching the Jags. I said, why the fuck am I picking the Jags? <laughs> what, you know, like that is that is one of those things. While you're watching the game. You if don't they didn't have,
5: have Trevor Lawrence, yourself, I would say the same. If they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, he's the main reason I'm picking the Jags.
3: I agree. Love Trevor Lawrence. And what I was about to say is when <laughs> the camera cuts over to Urban doing whatever Urban's doing, uh-huh. you know, bent over, mm-hmm. or, you know, tossing around the challenge flag like this, you start thinking to yourself, like, what the f- – I picked these fucking – why did I put my record on the line – with that particular team. Tua's coming back. Yep. Give me Dolphins minus three. You can yeah. alternate spread that thing. Oh. minus nine and a half. Whoa.
2: Wow.
3: Oh. The dolphins oh. in London town. Tua low is back after a painful rib injury. That's how it was described, because yep. it was incredibly painful. He had to miss some times. He got carted out of there. He'll be back. They'll be better than ever. Give me the Dolphins. I ain't picking the Jags ever again. Ever now we again. go. Can't do
1: it. Now the, uh, we go. The Texans are traveling to the circle city of Indianapolis, Indiana. The Texans are 10-point dogs. Pat, sources revealed that T.Y. may play on Sunday. Uh, A.J., we'll start with you. Colts minus 10, Texans plus 10. I
5: mean, 10-point spread. Are you kidding me? This is the NFL. Like that, You know I have trouble with those yeah. big spreads, so I'm going to have to take Texans. the Texans at plus 10 here. Even though I think the Colts are going to win, I think the Colts are much better than the record. I just I don't like the 10 points. Give me the Bucks
3: dolphins type game. Colts win this big. Okay. Here
1: yeah. we go. Fighting Dave's looked good last week, but, you know, they the fighting Dave's for a reason. Green hey, Bay.
3: Fight, they're the fighting Dave's and the fighting Doug's, too. I mean, Dougie True. Mills. Yeah. He's giving it his best effort. You Beast. know what I mean? Coach Dave Colley's out there. He's losing his mind. But
1: when, it, when it comes, Texans
3: are another team while watching them play, especially against the Colts, if T.Y. Hilton's back as well. That'll – That He has passed a couple of tests, from what I've been told. We'll see. My sources are telling me that he's potentially back. That place is going to be banana land. TY probably have 150, if I had to guess. Give me the Colts by 20.
1: Uh, Packers are minus six, traveling to the Bears. Ty and Zito, I believe, will be in attendance. Uh, AJ, your alma mater, minus six. How do you feel? (laughs)
5: I'm going to have to, uh, it's going to be a shocker here, I'm going to go with my alma mater, the Green Bay Packers, wow. minus
1: six to travel to Chicago
5: and beat them by more than six with uh, Z and Ty uh, in attendance. Hopefully they get a good seat and can check it out.
3: Zeet and Ty were originally going to sit in the 600 <laughs> level of yep. the game because they got tickets from somebody. I had to plead with them that that would make me look like a terrible person <laughs> if they had to go sit at, on top of the stadium so uh we we hopefully got them in a much better place i think they're gonna have a great time and i think ty schmidt is gonna be so boozed up in there (laughs) dancing on so many graves (laughs) having the time of his life this is a big game for the packers and six is a lot of points and i understand this is a big game for the bears but nfc north everybody on the team has talked about the rivalry the division give me the packers give me aaron Rodgers, and i cannot wait to watch and hear about the stories of Zito going, all right, all right, to Bears fans <laughs> that are potentially wanting to fight Ty That's That's what I'm here
1: for. Uh, Bears are also down to their third string running back, and I believe Ian said that the Packers are going to get some offensive linemen back for uh, that game. Also,
0: I don't think Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, or Akeem Hicks pra- uh, practiced Jesus. yesterday.
1: So. Right. Days, days. Real quick, though, Ty.
3: Ty. Yeah. We've all seen the videos in these uh, stadiums, in arenas,
2: uh-huh.
3: of uh... Fist- power rating a suckle fisticuffs you know what I mean?
2: like, yeah
3: what are you going to do when you're definitely going to be drunk and the packers are definitely going to do well this weekend
0: well, we'll see because I do have to drive back from, oh. you know, so I don't know if I can get super boozed up. But luckily, <laughs> uh, thank you, Pat, for getting us those better seats because if we were up in the top deck, you know, watching the all 22, there would have probably been a fight. You get down there with people who are a little bit more classy, you know. I Whoa! Mean, I, I'm guessing that those Jeez. those people, they're just trying to watch a football game. They're not <laughs> trying to get ear by some fist. So, you know, hopefully I don't get knocked out or punched in the face. But if I do, hey, you know. Just part of the story. Good content.
3: Punch it right in your mind. Hey,
0: ah. go pack, go. Go Wait, pack, go.
3: Did you hear Ty? Did you hear Ty say? Yeah, there's peasants up in the top. Maybe they're throwing punches. Yeah, but jeeks. down where we are, we're paying way too much money for these tickets. We ain't oh, trying to get knocked out punches or punched. Over there too.
0: Oh, hey, take, take no offense because I am one of those peasants. You know, I was <laughs> I was thinking, hey, I'm trying to be fiscally responsible here. I will sit on top of the fucking stadium if I have to, if it's cheaper than down there. But, you know, luckily we got a great boss who said, hey, you can't have you guys sitting up there seeing ants run around on the field. We need to get you down close to the field. So I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah,
1: hey, right. couldn't have you looking like Mike Glennon.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: No. <laughs> uh, Chiefs travel to the Washington football team. Chiefs are minus 6.5 on the day that uh, Sean Taylor is having his jersey retired. AJ, who do you like in this one?
5: I mean, I know you, what you can't really pick on the Chiefs to cover the spread, can you? But I'm going to do it here. Chiefs minus
1: 6.5. A... Washington plus 6.5. Okay. Give me it.
5: Sean
3: Taylor, the whole thing. that That's a little bit of boost. I don't know if the Washington football team wins. I'm not saying that. But they'll keep it within 6.5 strictly because – the Chiefs just kind of toy with their food.
1: Yes. Uh, the total is 54.5. It's the highest total of the weekend. Both those defenses stink. Yeah,
4: McLaurin, Pat, just so you know, McLaurin might not be playing oh, no. on Sunday. All right, give me the
3: Chiefs.
1: Okay, okay. yeah. Just wanted The to- Chiefs in a similar spot a couple weeks ago after a loss went to Philly and blew them out. So, similar situation. Uh, Minnesota- give me the Chiefs, minus 6.5. <laughs> yep.
3: no I think, yeah, definitely. Without McLaurin, they got no shot. He's just like a... Throw a punt down and he'll make a play for you guys, steal some points against the other team type play.
1: Uh, Minnesota travels to Carolina. I believe CMC is out. Dalvin Cook, I believe, is in with Justin Jefferson. Dylan, I believe, is also playing. Uh, Panthers are home dogs plus two and a half. Go ahead, age.
5: I, I mean, it's, it's a tough one, but I, I got to take the Panthers here at, at home dogs. I think they're going to have a little, uh, Sam Darnold's going to have to have a little bounce back game, but the Vikings are rolling right now. But yeah, I still think the Panthers.
3: You didn't just say Christian McCaffrey's out?
1: Believe so.
3: Did Kirk Cousins and Zimmer just become friends after a fist fight after a celebratory situation? Best friends. Best friends. Did Thielen just come on the show rocking one of the cleanest hoodies I've ever seen in my entire life?
1: Hell yeah. Yep.
3: Vikings
5: win big.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, Bengals travel. We do score a
5: ton of points. To
1: Detroit. (laughs) Detroit three and a hook dogs at home. This is the cry game. This is the the game after the crying. We'll see if it makes a difference. Uh, Age, go ahead. Man.
5: I mean, Joe Burrow's too good. As long as Joe stays healthy, I I love
1: him here. I I like
5: the Bengals here at minus three and a half to go into Detroit. Unfortunately for Evie and the rest of Detroit, I think the Bengals are just too good right now.
3: Uh, I agree. I'm riding on the Bengals in this particular case because a lot of emotion. You know, 66-yarder. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, ah Cryland. I mean that is not good. I don't know how much more they have, and this could be like a maybe they win by a bunch. Maybe the Lions come out and dominate, but also it could go the other way as well, and there has to be like a we gotta regroup and remove forward. I like the
1: Bengals. Uh Rams coming off a uh extended uh, extended week because they played on Thursday night last week minus eight at the New York Giants Daniel Jones practiced today even though he had the same brain activity as a cucumber on Sunday after he got hit so that's a wild decision Giants plus eight I can say that I had a bunch of concussions and CT (laughs)
5: AJ AJ I don't know how that fares for him uh Sunday in the game it's so on your sheet it said
2: said (laughs) plus nine Uh, eight or nine
3: right now
5: it's eight right now was that just two days ago? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't take the Giants here.
3: Pat. Hey, me neither. Give me the Rams. Okay. That I mean, Dan. Daniel Jones was forced to try to walk in that moment, and he couldn't even wobble back to me corner. You know what I mean? Like that was.
5: That How's was he put in protocol? He's got
3: to be at least a little foggy, and I don't know. You tell him, AJ, you don't think.
5: No, I'm just. I don't know how. He, like the protocol is tough to test out of it. So he's already gotten this far to where he what he practiced today.
1: Lower baseline.
5: Yeah. So Joe baseline,
3: judged. right? So the baseline test is how they judge this whole yeah. thing. And the baseline is yeah. like a lot of memory, and you got to judge like numbers and remember designs and patterns. And it's like it's like a 40 minute test, by the way. It is a long, terrible. long thing. Daniel Jones, super intelligent, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh
4: huh. Duke.
3: Duke. So maybe the baseline is not that difficult for his brain style. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying he's gaming the system, but I think we all saw him just a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, that guy's out for at least a couple weeks. That guy should not be getting into a situation where his head is maybe getting rammed into other people's heads yet again just five days from now. You know?
4: I, I do believe uh, Mara actually just went down and said, how many fingers am I holding up Too. All right, put your helmet on. You're fucking playing, Dan.
1: <laughs> uh, Cardinals are at the Browns. We talked about it a little bit earlier. The line has went from three and a half now to three. Browns are the favorites with... The uh, news that Chubb's out. Also, uh, Chandler Jones is out. Rodney Hudson's out for the cards. Uh, undefeated cards at the Browns. Minus three. AJ, go ahead.
5: Chandler Jones being out definitely uh, is a factor for me in this game. I like the Browns at, what, minus three right now? Not three yep. and a half? Yep, correct. Yep. I'll take the Browns at home. I'm, I'm looking for Baker to have a big day.
1: Pat?
3: I like the under is my bet in this game. Okay. But... Jarvis Landry's back. Give me the fucking dog back. Oh yeah. um, I just the asked deepens. last week. The are the Cardinals, I just asked last week. Are the Cardinals the best team of all time? And now I'm picking against them. This is the shit. This is the shit. <laughs> That's this is the why you can't
1: take me serious. Too. That's the NFL. Uh, Raiders travel to the Broncos. Basasha gets his uh, first start as Raiders head coach. We know you don't bet against a death game, we know you bet against a scandal game. How do you guys feel about betting? on an interim head coach game.
5: This is tough. Grazie. Isn't this tough for you, Pat? What's that, buddy? This one's kind of tough for me because sometimes they can rally behind the interim head coach at least for a week or two. So I'm going <laughs> to take the the, uh, the Raiders here at plus four. Give me
3: the Italians. Mm. Give me the Paisans. Give me the Komp. Who I just saw, I just learned that word the other day. Shout out to Diggs and yep. Coach Diggs for that one. But give me the guy who just last week had his crew. I don't know who it was. Secondary might have been DBs. I don't know who it was. He was maybe it's his special teamers. Where he says, "Hey, hey, look, here's my uh, my daughter, my granddaughter's new boyfriend. Let's fucking stare him down real quick." And then they get back in and go, "Pride on three, one, two, three, five, I think that guy has the locker room on his side. The Broncos. Listen, I know they started undefeated. Yeah. I know they started undefeated. Okay? I'm a big fan of the Broncos. Love the laws they have in the city that they reside in. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Love everything that's going on. Give me, be grazie, the four points. Give me that all day, every day, like a meatball, not on a sub, on some pasta.
1: Okay. Right over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboys, the best ATS team in the NFL right now. I believe they are 5-0 ATS. Mm -hmm. Uh, Minus three travel up to New England. I believe Romo and Nance are on the call if Romo can get off the floor from last night. (laughs) Um, Cowboys (laughs) minus three, New England Patriots plus three.
5: I don't know exactly what happened. What happened with Romo? Oh, 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 Roy.
1: There's uh, videos uh, of him. Yeah, go ahead, Pat.
3: There was a fundraiser that happened last evening where Tony Roma was to interview Jim Nance. I believe. Yeah. And a lot of
1: people pay a
3: lot of money. Tony enjoyed the event. You know, Tony enjoyed the event. I think there was a little couple. Blah, blah. I think he bombed some maybe. I mm-hmm. think he got after it. People were saying he's a little boozed up. He embarrassed himself in public, which I'm sure a lot of people have done whenever they were drunk, especially for Tony Romo. He's going to have to apologize for it, I assume. I don't think he did anything that will make him no. you know, not be allowed to speak in public again. I don't think he said anything. But he definitely was a little bit boozed up on stage a,
1: on a, with a microphone.
5: Mm-hmm. What, what's he have to apologize for though? Did he say something offensive?
1: Not really. No, no just being no. a dipshit. Made an ass and, out of himself. Then why would you apologize? No, I guess Nance co- had to apologize to the crowd for like how drunk he was. Yeah, so how much money? I assume he's probably saying he's sorry
5: that we entertained you. Wouldn't you? If you paid a bunch of money to go to a stuffy event, wouldn't you be like, "This is awesome"? The dude got drunk and actually had a good time.
3: Yeah, but the people that are paying the amount of money to go to an event for Tony Romo to interview Jim Nance at, there's no way they. That is not how they view it.
5: Now, oh, us, yeah. if we That's were going top.
3: to this event, yeah. yeah. If we were going to this event, we'd go, oh, this is fucking great. Like, actually, some of the videos that I saw coming out from the event where Tony was just rambling, oh, telling stories, God. it was awesome. Oh, like, it was awesome, man. Like, yeah. I I thought that's what the person, the narrator of the video was going to be like. Like, Tony's drunk talking, right? Like, I thought it was not that. They're like, they're booing him. They are not happy. They had to send, they send the hook up on a stage. They it's send a tough the hook crowd, man. I assume it's like 10 grand a plate at this place. Yeah
5: wow okay i'm gonna have to review these videos yeah I, I would think man we got an absolute bonus i'm gonna double what i gave because we
1: actually <laughs> saw something <laughs> hey good. can i
3: buy can
5: i buy a tony romo drunk experience for me <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: for real can I, can go I? on tour all right who do you like Edge? i don't even know who's playing three uh <laughs> cowboys at the pats cowboys oh, are cowboys, minus three
5: cowboys minus three all day for connor go to okay. hell
1: pat
3: What was that confidence all about? What, what, what was that? I didn't expect you, that.
1: You're talking to me? Cowboys is a team. Yeah. Cal,
5: it's Dak Prescott, their defense is unbelievable. Like, What are you talking about? Three points? Absolutely. The, the Patriots, can the Patriots keep up with the Cowboys' offense? Do you think? I do not believe Yeah, but here. Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. He's going yes, against he Kellen is. Moore? Bill Belichick is unbelievable. He is unreal. And he will be on the field for zero plays kept in up that game. Kept up with the Bucks. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and the Texans. He did a great job against all of those teams. I oh, just don't think they're going to – I think they're going to lose this game.
3: Fat? I'll take the Cowboys. I'll ride with you. God I was going with the Texans until you were that confident. Like, Cowboys fucking guarantee Like, I didn't
5: expect <laughs> that
6: out of you. I, right. I, honestly,
3: I did not. <laughs> so, I'll ride with you on this one. I don't love it. I think that's – that feels like something that Bill Belichick would be able to figure out. Him versus Kellen Moore. I'm 100 percent sure, But – uh, let's go. This is big for Big Mike, Big Dak. We love Big Dak football down there. And Kellen Moore gets a chance to do his thing as he gets more and more comfortable in his position.
1: All right. Last game before we get to a break and then get to cast dog on the other side. Um, Seattle is going to Pittsburgh with Geno Smith. Sunday night football. Minus five and a half for the Steelers in the Steel C.
5: Man, so the Steelers, five and a half point favorites. I'm, I got to go the other way. Wow.
3: Yeah. feels like that's what they want us to do, though. They not done it. yeah.
5: But, you know, they run the show. I mean, last night, are you kidding me? Six and a half is the line, and, and the game ends like that at six? Get out of here.
3: Yeah, but we always do this. They're wrong, too. They are. You yeah, know, these motherfuckers are wrong, too, especially when you're paying attention to it every day, like the hammered down boys are. Yeah, Chiefs but were whenever they by get three it that close, week. it is alarming. You know, it is, especially when a quarterback rushes for one yard, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and their over-under is one and a half. You know, feels like they want us to take the Seahawks
5: here. Who's they? You know, I don't Give think it about Seahawks. that. I'm thinking about myself. Right. Wow. Uh, Z- Z- Zeno yes.
1: just came into my ear. That's my fault. I missed the game. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, Dilf. I never oh, guess oh, you you're didn't...
3: bouncing around like agents. Oh, it's not
1: Dilf. It's different. Column, it's Big Ben's shirt. Okay, built different. Um, and, and actually, it's actually, a DILF, it's actually which is also a big bet. It's actually he, about about guys. he is. Don't talk over each other. Um, it's actually a big game too. Chargers <laughs> are at the Ravens. Chargers are plus two and a half at the Ravens. One o'clock start. Ten a.m. Ten a.m. Uh, start time for the uh, Chargers over here. Chargers oh, for a massive me. Pat. Game. Yeah, it's a massive yeah. game.
5: Huge game. I got the Chargers plus two and a half. Absolutely.
3: I got the Ravens minus two and a half. Wow. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Let's go. I was um, trying to sway
1: you with my confidence.
3: <laughs> I know I heard it. I heard it in there. It was a good sell. It was a good sell.
1: Pat, what's your plan? Do you have to uh bounce out or I don't
3: yeah. know. I got uh I'll call you here in a 2nd we we'll figure it okay. out. You cast dog AJ and the boys. I got to you know,
7: there's some
1: Okay. That's something I'm good. in a nightmare. It <laughs> <sounds weird. laughs> we are joined by and we thank him for doing this Cause he probably has no fucking clue who I am. Uh, we are joined by a man who would be a multiple Super Bowl champion winner and Heisman Trophy winner if it wasn't for fucking politics. That's right. At New England and USC, he should have been starting over Brady and Castle and all those guys. Oh, uh, he is Matt Castle. Yeah. Um, we welcome back to the Pat McAfee Show. Cast Dog, Matt Castle. Yeah!
7: yeah. Oh, boys! Hey, isn't today like Feel Good Friday is from what I understand on this show,
1: right? Yeah. It is, Matt. Yeah.
7: Is it Feel Good Friday? I don't know. You know, I got to give a shout out to my boy Zito who gets me on this show. You know, bear down. What's up, Zito? Bear down. I bear got- down. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, and then Boston Connors got to be there, right? Let's cool. go, Cast fire- Dog. Are we fired up, dude? Yeah. We got the Boston oh, yeah. going to the A-
4: ALCS.
7: Sail to hey, baby! Woo! Oh, how about yeah? How great is Yankee Way going to be? Let's be honest. The brats and beer, the smell, the parade, the excitement. It's going to be fired up, man. AJ, what's up, brother? You're back from one of those golf trips, or what's what's going on?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. I'm I'm here today. Pat took off for some reason. Now you mentioned baseball. I remember seeing you was it your brother who was on was an HBO show way back in the day like a reality show he's a pitcher I think and that's when I became aware of your brother so I don't know how many years ago that was
7: yeah, we were the Kardashians before the reality circuit really started getting going. <laughs> My younger brother, Justin, actually was, they came up to him and there was a show on HBO called Freshman Year. And what they did is they, they followed different students around and it was hilarious because he was like considered like the jock, right? They had the jock, they had the student council kid, this, that, and the other. Of course, they follow him into Spanish one day and they're filming in, and this poor kid's sitting there and they said, you know, Justin, will you read this? And he goes, uh, Como se llama? And I was like, oh, no. Como sayama, brother? Let's figure this out. Dude. You're playing into the stereotype. But, yeah, we were definitely on HBO special. I wasn't really there. I was more of, like, uh, the background noise. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, it was a good show, man. I,
5: I know your brother went on to, to pitch after that. All you guys are all stud athletes. So I've seen uh, you have, what, two brothers? You, I know you were all-state in three sports in high school. Is that right?
7: And two. I played baseball and football. And then my older brother was drafted by the Padres. We had hey. some time up in the bigs, had a few starts, had a few wins. My younger brother was actually drafted in the seventh round by the White Sox. And poor kid, he was a stud, went to the AA All-Star team. And then the second, second year of full season, he was in AAA, blew out his arm uh, in like the mm. third game of the season. Rotator, Labrum, never was able to recover. But he was a talented player
1: too. Uh, Cast Dog, um, Yo. what the fuck is going on? You were incredible the greatest guest host on good morning football that this office has ever seen by a mile and what they just they just throw you the curb and you you haven't been back since that's it bro that's it i get a two-day stint and they said thanks for coming
7: and uh got a trip to new york it was great got to shake hands his babies you know it was a good time, you know. That's a fun show. It really is a fun show. But yeah, it was a two day stint, and that's it. They're like, "See you, Castle." I don't, I don't know where you fit into this show. So, you know, what can you do, Cast Dog?
0: I have a question for you. Um, last night, so like when you watch Jalen Hurts play, he's obviously incredibly, incredibly athletic. But we've talked on this show a bunch of times that like accuracy is kind of the one thing that you just can't teach. Guys either have it or they don't, and it seems like he's missing open receivers a lot on plays that could go big. Do you think that's something guys can develop while they're in the league, or is it one of those things where if you're not accurate, you're just never going to be?
7: There's there's particular things that you can do, right? And it starts with mechanics and all that stuff, but at the same time it's getting a feel for your young receivers that they have, a lot of them. He's he's physically talented. I mean, and if you go back and even watch last year when he first started out, I was impressed with his ability to throw the football and get the ball down the field. He's got a really strong arm. But like you said, when you're throwing the ball down the field 30, 40 yards anyway – I mean, your level of success goes way down. Your probability goes way down because you're firing a ball 40 yards downfield. And they've been trying to get the ball downfield. And that's the thing about the Philadelphia Eagles offense. It's not a ton of short intermediate passes. It's, you know, they're they're taking shots down the field trying to get themselves back in the game. And they really haven't had much of a run game either. They've kind of abandoned it. And at times they've had to because they got behind in these games. But again, you can see the talent. It's one of those things, though... He's got to develop the down-the-field passing game. He's got to be more accurate because in order to be successful and have longevity in the league, that's a key component of it for sure. Full show! How do you do that, though? Hey, how do you improve your down-the-field accuracy other than just doing it in like the
5: situations when it matters the most? Do you have to throw into the net? You know, like how we see A-Rod in training camp dropping dimes from 60 yards into a tiny little hoop? Like, How do you actually get better?
7: I mean it's one of those special things that you either got it or you don't and you can work on it as much as possible and it's about the trajectory of the ball how you, and also the player that you're throwing to right like working on those back shoulders working on the ability to not overthrow a guy instead somebody that can go up and compete for balls and contested balls give them an opportunity to go up and make that play and sometimes it's just learning about your personnel as well right this guy can, can go so I gotta get the ball down the field right now I thought he made a tremendous throw and I forget who it was it was down the Right field sideline and they didn't hit it But I thought it was a catchable ball Um, You you know and it's it's One of those things that it's hard to rep Like those down-the-field throws, like you're saying, AJ, you know in practice, right, when you have the wide receivers out there and then all of a sudden you go to a separate period and you want to work on something. Well, those guys don't want to run go-routes. They don't want to run post-routes. So it's not something that you can consistently work with these guys because, one, you don't want to run them into the ground before Sunday. But, number two, it's just something that it's hard to get those reps on a consistent basis. You know what I'm saying?
4: Cast Dog, do you- always a pleasure to talk to you. You're an absolute <laughs> nuclear weapon. Uh we saw <laughs> online that you uh there's a couple pranks that you pulled on Brady. Can you elaborate on some of those? And also, did you paint that masterpiece sitting behind you today?
7: You know what? I would love to take credit for that, but I have no idea where my wife got that from. Somebody in Nashville, <laughs> let's be honest. But uh yeah it's a, it's a beautiful barn, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, and i'm I'm big into art. Don't kid yourself, no, I'm not. I have no idea <laughs> whatsoever. But in terms of pranks, yeah, I mean, we had, like, this back-and-forth prank war going on for just a little while until Belichick got wind of it. But what really happened was, so I'd go into the lunchroom, and Brady would always sit right by the door. So I'd swing the door open. And he'd be like, Castle, you're going to give me a concussion. You're going to hit me with the door. Slow down. Because, I, you know, like, I'm a bull in a china shop, man. I'm coming in. I'm bringing my lunch. Yeah. Well, he put his foot right up against the door, and my lunch went everywhere, all over me. I was pissed. So then I was like, all right, that's fine. That's fine. So you know those old-school Gatorade shakes that were, like, 60 grams of carbohydrates? and stuff i went and filled up he would always wear these like old school air force ones i filled those things up to the brim then i got those that that atomic bomb that you'd run a rub on yourself aj you know i'm talking about the atomic bomb that you put on your muscles i put it all in his underwear and so i did that next thing i know i'm walking out to my car feeling pretty good about what i just did and he comes and dumps a full shake on me from head to toe like sneaks up boom i dump a trash can on (laughs) so then the next day i come in and uh, he's saying you have, you know until practice to apologize and start calling me Daddy Longshanks. I'm like Daddy Longshanks. It's like a, a Braveheart reference. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, no. The next thing I'm gonna do, it's gonna be way worse, right? I'm gonna do something like you know go to the bathroom in your in your helmet or something. <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, so I come in off the practice field. We got done with warmups, and he had warned me, but I was like, whatever. He's not gonna do anything. I come in, and there's literally three tires from my car in front of my locker. (laughs) The fourth one's hidden somewhere in the facility. I go out, and I look. My car is on blocks, dude, like completely on blocks. Had to get a ride home for, like, three or four days before I started calling him Captain Longshanks for a little while. And, again, I don't know the obsession with Captain Longshanks. I would have gone with something a little bit different, like Captain America. But nonetheless. Finally got my car, uh, I mean, my my tires back. And then, of course, the linemen, like Matt Light and those guys, those guys were all pranksters too. So we go, what they did was one day we're we're going up and we went to the second level to do walkthroughs when it was cold outside. And they had stuffed his car with those foam peanuts. Uh, You know, those things that literally filled it to the brim, put confetti in his air conditioning unit, all the things. And they're like, Castle, way to go, dude. You got him again. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to. blow up my car because the <laughs> they were trying to pin it on me but then belichick got a hold of it and he's like look this isn't world war three you guys <laughs> need to stop this shit before somebody gets hurt and so at that point we kind of shut it down but yeah that was kind of the main prank thing that went on and i i, I do remember thinking you know it's a good lesson you know just don't mess with people that have more money than you
1: do uh <laughs> cast dog speaking of tom Uh, Pat lost a bet last night. Pat took over one and a half rushing yards for Tom Brady, which he was over, and then the kneels at the end of the game uh, took him back under under his rushing total. But like we've noticed in the past, like Tom does not like to take a kneel too far back. Like has he talked about that? Like he doesn't like losing rushing yards. He doesn't like losing
7: rushing yards. He doesn't like losing at anything. He's like the most competitive human being ever. And I don't, I don't really get it. Look, you're taking knee at the end of the game. The only reason you're taking knee at the end of the game is because you won. So who cares if you get minus two versus minus one? But at the end of the day, that's kind of his deal. He just he tries to get eliminate the negative rushing yards because people already look at him as a guy that doesn't have much athleticism, but he can throw the hell out of the ball. I'll tell you that much. Aj. Hey, yeah, he can't.
5: when you're going back to your pranks with Belichick, when he's telling you this and he's watching it all play out, do you think he secretly loves it, though, that you guys get along enough to be actually do these kind of things?
7: I'm sure. You know, I think it adds to the locker room. It adds to the camaraderie. And, I mean, Matt Light was one of the legendary pranksters of all time. Like, he was a guy that went in, and you know those little laser pointers that you had? So he oh, yeah. got one that would zap the hell out of you. And so the and his offensive line coach always would use it, so he switched it out one day, and he, all of a sudden he comes up and starts zapping himself. He's like, God damn it, oh my God, <laughs> like just screaming like crazy. Well, Light even went into Belichick's <laughs> office. And I'm telling you, he, he changed out his mouse and made it put the shocker on his mouse. Well, Belichick's in there doing work. Well, Belichick pushes this thing. It zaps the hell out of him. He spills his coffee onto his computer. And I guess he was doing like this elaborate report. Oh, dude, he was pissed. He lit in to Matt Light. So that kind of stuff, maybe he didn't enjoy. But I do think. He enjoyed the antics of the locker room, and he understood that that was kind of the culture of a locker room, and that's what brought people together. And it's the fun stuff that you remember like that that is always a blast as a player. Uh, I mean, those are some of my fondest memories when everybody's having fun and you can tell these jokes and pranks that maybe the outside world won't always understand, but you know inside that locker room it's a lot of fun
1: uh cast out we got like a minute and a half till our heartbreak it's serious so if you go over that's no big deal but i just have to let serious know if you want to hear the rest of this go over to youtube youtube.com slash pat McAfee show uh, i had a question Uh-oh. for you there's a uh there's a question going around the internet right now and it's kyler murray um lamar jackson joe burrow josh allen and justin herbert which mm. of those five uh would you take right now to start your franchise
7: Start your franchise. I mean, I'm in love with Justin Herbert. I, I love the fact, yeah. like who he is, the type of player, his his mental toughness, and also his intelligence. And, and I go back, and the reason I say this, every one of those guys you could start franchise with, and every one of those guys you can make an argument that, hey, that's why I pick him for a number of different reasons. Obviously, the athleticism, the ability to throw the ball, but Justin Herbert, you go back to his first start, even last year against Kansas City. Look. He's sitting there in the locker room going through the course of the week, probably the running scout team, and all of a sudden Tyrod Taylor comes in and they puncture his lung. Th- this guy was on the field getting ready to go out and play, and then all of a sudden they come up to him and say, hey, by the way, we know you didn't get any reps, and we know this is last minute, but you're starting today in just about 30 minutes. And he goes out and takes the defending Super Bowl champions at the time all the way to overtime, mm-hmm. and that spoke volumes to like how he can handle pressure situations, not blinking, and a guy that can – just go out and play regardless of the circumstance and from that point on he's just got better every single week and he's got weapons out there there's no doubt about that but at the end of the day he's the guy that makes that offense for the chargers role and i I love just where he's going to go and where he's going to be in the future too i I really do like justin herbert
1: Cast dog, that was an incredible answer and we can't thank you enough for joining us on this feel good friday i feel like you're such a feel good friday person though
7: yeah like Mm. is there
1: anything you just want to like like get off your chest or say to anyone before we let you out of here about Feel Good Friday and what type of what type of weekend maybe you're gonna have.
7: You know, it's gonna be a great weekend, boys, and it's Feel Good Friday leading in to my son's sixth birthday. Oh God. Oh God. Big Clay Castles turning six. This dude's a monster. He loves. He loves, sports. he loves baseball, football. He's a Dodger fan, so don't kid yourself. We were pretty fired up about the win last
1: night against the
7: San Francisco Giants knocking off the rival. So I'm pretty fired up about that. We'll have a lot of fun with them this weekend.
1: Cast Dog, have fun this weekend. Tell him we said happy birthday. Obviously, you know, Pat, Click we'll up. say the same thing. Come back on anytime you want. Good luck this weekend. Appreciate everything. Appreciate you, boys. Have a great one. Fired up. Thank you, Cast Dog! Yeah!
2: Yeah! <laughs>
3: So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay. FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe at this point. Uh, Six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The People at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show.
1: And more importantly... Before I ask you that question, we do have a pleasant surprise. Pat is back with us. from. Yeah!
3: Yeah! AJ, I'm on the sun right now out here in California. (laughs) I got kicked out of my room, obviously. Then I got kicked out of the hotel lobby for uh, potentially speaking too loud during a break. Had to find a nice park. Here I am. It's an honor to be back. Matt Castle, the cast dog, fucking killed it, dude.
5: Yeah, Yeah. So what you had? Early, you tried to? Did you request late checkout in that porno room, and they didn't give it to you?
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess you know because I had to book this last night because my first room made me sign a contract about no smoking on the balcony that I only got there because I had I had a balcony so I could smoke on it. So I had to leave that particular trailer. Park Wait, did you place tell him? Over to another
5: Did huh? you tell him leading up to like, hey, I need a balcony to smoke my dope?
3: No, but I mean. Me and Zito scoured this entire part of the country looking for a balcony hotel and I guess not a lot of room to be found. So we found this one place, the only place with a balcony, right looking over Misty's Lounge Ooh. and uh, in the in the hotel lobby. Got there, they made me sign a contract, said I'm not allowed to smoke. So Come I like, what, what's the purpose of having a balcony then? In California, what are we even doing? So had to find a new hotel. I requested a late checkout. It obviously didn't work out, but it still feel-good Friday, and the weather's beautiful out here. Cast Dog killed it. Uh, Tom Brady kind of screwed us. We picked all the games. The boys have been crushing it. This is good. Let's have a good time here, you know what I mean? There you go,
1: boys. Hey, one thing we haven't got to, and it's something that I don't like, I know it's something you don't like, <laughs> the Internet is his body shaming zion williamson they're calling him fat oh man
3: i did see that photo of his uh, rookie year versus now and i do remember all the conversations were like hey he's probably not gonna be able to play at the size that he's at with how long the season is we've seen this with other athletes that have transformed their body and their diet to become you know more available zion says nah 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 i'm going the shack rat give me (laughs) bigger I'm going to continue to dominate. The guy shot like 80% from the field last year or something like that. Yep. He's coming off a foot injury. He hasn't been able to work out as much. Let's take it easy on old Zion. You know, let's take it easy on old Zion and let him grow into the mature beast that he's going to be inevitably. Don't you think, AJ? Everybody's judging this guy.
5: Yeah, you can't You can't judge him. But, okay, how old is he right now? Is he 21?
4: Uh, something yeah, like 21, that.
5: 22. He's so young. He's been... and think about it. He's if been, been you're forty like, since he was twelve. <laughs> yeah, you're one hundred percent right. I mean, I saw LeBron play in high school. He looked like he looked like he looks now. Like he was, especially playing against high school kids, it was it was scary to see. But you know, if you're twenty one and I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, I think it sucks. But I know it's a lot harder to lose weight at forty five than twenty one. So if it starts young, like then it's going to always be something that if you don't jump on it right away and change your lifestyle, yeah, it could get out of control.
3: We talked about this uh, yesterday in the office during a commercial break. You know, like Nick and Foxy have the bodies where they can't get fat.
2: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! You know
3: what I mean? Like, like superpower. Fit, I, this is with a cl- yeah. with a shirt on. I don't know what they look like without, but maybe slaw without the shirt on. I'm not sure, but like a bit. publicly, their body types do not get fat. Some of us though. You know, and I, I feel like Zion potentially, you know, when you gain weight, people see exactly where you're gaining your weight at. Now, oh, yeah. Zion could be stronger than he's ever been with more muscle than he's ever been. But the way his body potentially is viewed, they're like, ah, you're going to have to slim down. You're going to have to do this because the injury history and everything like that. But all Zion has done whenever he played is play good basketball. What I would like to see him is and maybe it is the diet. Get him out of the bayou down there. Yeah. You know, that Asian food is so good. Let's get him to another team, to a place that maybe doesn't have as good of food, to a place that maybe is on primetime television more. Let's not miss out on this guy because he's eating too much great gumbo down there, and he's never on primetime television.
1: Fat, do you have Wait, sp- yeah, do you have SPF on? Yeah, you no, should. No, but
3: it, it's going to get bad, boys. It, it is. I mean, I'm – I'm directly under the sun right now. It's <laughs> yeah. not a cloud in the sky. I mean, I don't know if you hear me. Oh, wow. It looks beautiful. This is. I will say that, like, you know, where I was staying at, definitely a shithole. Yeah, yeah. sure. This area I just stumbled into, which is just like two minutes down the road, is unbelievable. And it's not just me at places like this. Really? You know, it's not just me. There's legends
6: roaming what around. What the
2: fuck is going <laughs> on? Oh! 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 Oh!
6: Yes. How the fuck is you just sitting out here?
3: Yeah, come on. Come on. Thank you for the green tea. <laughs> Coach JB. Yeah. JB's line. house.
5: Hey, yeah. JB's house looks great behind you.
3: Um, so I was supposed to go to JB's house, and we were gonna kind of do a pop-in and let JB do his picks, and I was gonna get to meet Stogie and all the other slapdick dogs he's got running around his house, and I was gonna see the whole thing. I was very excited for that. Instead, what I realized immediately upon planning to drive to his house. That's like a two hour fucking drive oh. I, I said hey JB can't do it I need you to meet me He recommended this place I'm getting a chance to meet him in real. Hey what's up dude, what's by the way? Do? This is my <laughs> first time uh, meeting him in real life And also we got to get to JB in, Don't we yeah. think That's yeah. Yeah. We have to have.
1: yeah I was going to ask Coach JB You know Which teams are bitch made this weekend And which ones do we need to bet against You talking college here right Yeah
6: You know what, man? Oklahoma, I think they busted a nut too quick. I think the quarterback's going to struggle this week after the Rattler debacle. And I think TCU coach Patterson, great D coordinator, I think is going to uh, stymie Oklahoma. And they're going to, after that huge win and comeback against Texas and all that, I think they're going to play a little deflated. I got TCU winning that game as my upset of the week. Wow.
2: Ooh.
6: Hey, just real quick. Sometimes some of the things uh,
3: JB says on the internet are taken in interesting fashion. <laughs> Him saying that a team just uh, nutted too quick, there is uh, 10 families walking by. <laughs> <laughs> Just full... Oh, I mean, geez. we are in the middle of a family situation. It's great to
6: see you. Coach. It's windy as fuck, too. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit breezy. <laughs> you, by the way, we're in Ontario, California. That's like kansas again in socal that's the, that's the kansas of socal so i had to tell him to come to this fucking place a little bit different atmosphere about five minutes from his hotel that he was at well probably motel
3: it was a motel uh there's nothing wrong with that for all the people that have to stay in motels i prefer not to live that life anymore the rats and the cockroaches and the semen on the
6: things is just not my life anymore and to Diggs, i gotta correct you Ontario is not the valley or near the porn (laughs) capital of the world. There is actually a valley in Cali, and that's called Simi Valley and Woodland Hills, which is about two hours north of us. That's the porn capital of the world. You idiot.
1: (laughs) Well, I knew the valley was. I didn't know that your valley was a different fucking valley.
6: Nah, he's just in a valley. He ain't in the valley. This ain't the valley. We're in fucking Ontario. This is like uh, the IE, man. This is out here kind of... You know, there's a fucking semi pro team playing where he's hosting the wrestling event. This ain't a major, you know. Oh, I mean, all right, we don't
3: need to bury this. Yeah, place the, down on, much. the like, Ontario Raid. He has had to stick up for the left coast a little bit these last couple weeks. What's your next
6: pick here, coach, please? I got uh, Oklahoma State. Texas favored by minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. Texas, I'm going to take Oklahoma State on that one. I think Texas also is going to have a letdown after that debacle. Whew. Um, Auburn, Arkansas favored by minus five. Uh, I'm gonna go with Auburn after uh the performance they performed at last week. Here's the big one. Georgia, twenty-one and oh, a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take Kentucky to cover that
3: oh.
1: one. <laughs> Between the heads. There's gonna
6: be some disagreements in the office about that one.
1: Uh JB
6: BYU is an interesting one. Baylor BYU is very interesting. After BYU lost its first game to Boise last week, a good friend of mine, Kalani Satake, Sataki, the head coach, I got BYU. What's his name? Kalani Sataki. Uh He's gonna cover the minus five against Baylor. Uh
5: Tennessee seems like I got a BYU
6: covering guy. the minus two and a half. Tennessee's playing well right now. <laughs> and uh I think uh Lane's got his hands full there. And obviously the the issue with him going back uh to his uh you know where he was yeah. and where they burned down his fucking flag and shit. all right. So let's talk about Lane Kiffin. He just punted the shit out of his play
2: call oh, sheet. Yeah.
6: Okay, for He's the got it play. every week. <laughs>
3: I love, it. I love yeah, everything about love it. it. Uh, but
6: you like Tennessee overall, Mister? It's two and a half. old Miss favorite minus two and a half. I think Tennessee wins that
5: field. Hey Pat, I got a question for JB. Got it. Hey, JB, hey, what do you think of uh, of Lane Kiffin? And is is he one of these offensive guru guys? I covered him a little bit when he was coaching at FAU. I worked a few of his games. Like, what do you think of him overall as a coach?
6: Man, I love Lane. You know, I've known him a long time. Him and Sark, same kind of tree. Both offensive. Uh, Gurus, so to speak, uh, we're all kind of the same offensive uh, family. We run similar things all three of us and we've all sat down and had many conversations and talked it up chalked it up. Uh, you know, I think he's a great offensive coordinator. The thing about him and Sarkin and they're both boys friends of mine. They got to hire better in my opinion as far as defensive staff because look at what they did man. You should have never gave up an 18 point lead versus Oklahoma. Ole Miss obviously giving up as many points as they they do to a quarterback that really can't throw in the pocket like Arkansas last week. Uh, they get beat or you know almost get beat. They go for two or who knows how that game ends last week. Uh, I think they got to do a better job on the defensive hiring side, and uh, and you know I think they're they're just going to continue to be what they are, offensive gurus, and never really get over the hump by winning at all like a Saban or a Dabo or somebody like that that's really got the defensive integrity, which we know wins championships.
3: Defensive integrity. Talk about Urban Meyer there too, you see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's an offensive guy. Hey, does JB think Rattler's going to transfer now?
6: Oh, yeah. I don't even think he's in the school database anymore.
1: Um, hold on, hold
3: on, though, because I think people are saying, and this has been said on the Internet to me after we made the uh, – um, Sources have told us allegedly he's going to transfer or whatever, you know, because I think that was kind of bouncing around. People are saying he's just going to go to Phoenix and start training for the NFL. Like he thinks oh. he's, I guess that's what the internet is saying. Like this dude's going to try to just make he, it to the NFL because yeah. he thinks he can go. He AJ, was your thought? I don't know if he's
5: been a guy. Right? He was going to leave anyway. He was going. This was his last year anyway. So I would, I was surprised when I heard What's, he made good on another team. I think did He's been high school three years. Yeah,
1: he was yeah. projected. He was projected top five, like yeah, before the season.
5: He probably feels if he has a great pro date, he works out right that he could still be drafted high. Who knows? I don't, I don't know get, what what doing. And, tell-
1: and if he works out with a guy who's like a pro guru,
3: and that yeah. guy can go to bat for him, maybe that'll be the case. But it feels like a lot of people, and I I can sense this from JB's head shake. And when he was doing that, he was moving a cigar that's as thick as a <laughs> telephone pole, and the smoke was going into this young lady's face over here. It was fantastic that whole situation there. But I don't think anybody really thinks he could potentially be a guy. And maybe physically he could. I don't know if he's shown that I haven't watched mm-hmm. enough. But mentally being an NFL quarterback is a fucking lot. Yeah. Like, he's physically
5: gifted. He's, he's super physically gifted. And
6: then transfer. I don't know how mentally tough uh you know, these GMs are really gonna wanna go after you. I don't I don't know how that sits with them. Uh I don't know. I don't think he's that talented to be honest with you. I think he's a little overrated.
3: Well, well, you said that about Carson Wentz, two he three for four hundred yards. Yeah, in it off. Yeah,
6: but through, <laughs> so fucking uh, what's his name? Burrow. Every game last year, blew out his knee. All right. Wince right. like is, oh man, you guys love Wins. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs>
2: it. Hey, how's it
6: going? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is absurd. We are in the middle of like a shop. Pat's shopping. getting red. Pat's getting sunburned out here. You know, I always, he's got hair, I don't, so I'll have a,
3: Hey, you should see this. JB showed up, by the way. He's got this massive watch on. Okay, he's got these clean K-Swisses. Hey. And then he's got this national championship uh, ring on AJ.
6: Look at it. Married to the game. (laughs) Married to the game. game. Hey. I won't say what I want to say, but yeah. you know, Married (laughs) to the game here.
3: (laughs) Hey, Ty, I know you had a question for Coach JB, and I was hoping we'd be able to answer from his house with Stogie around.
6: A bird just sit on me.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> How you doing, though, baby? <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs> cool, baby. It's good luck. Though. It's good luck.
4: Oh, it's good luck. Yeah. luck. Pigs are a lock this weekend. Those Ontario birds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking need to wipe it off with a leaf. Go <laughs> 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 shitbird. Yeah.
4: Yep. Go <laughs> shitbird. <laughs>
2: Nashville. Go
6: shitbird. <laughs> <laughs> can't make this shit up. Oh.
1: Coach, right,
0: go ahead. Yeah, Coach JB. Uh, not we don't need to dive into all like the accusations and stuff First like shit don't that. Sound but, like dog shit. <laughs> all right, go ahead. What uh, with Gruden being let go and then an interim coach coming in, I don't know if you've ever really like how it, that situation. Do you think the Raiders are going to rally behind this guy and uh, and play well on Sunday?
6: I don't. The reason being is Gruden called 100% of that offense. It's his offense. I don't believe there's a person on the staff that knows what the fuck they're doing when it comes to calling the offense after he left. I think they've been in shambles all week. Uh, I got a good friend there obviously playing. I I think they're going through some regression. Before you can progress, you're going to regress. I think they're going to struggle this week with decent defense in Denver playing up there in the altitude. I don't know if uh, the whole – NFL thing. It's not college or high school where you go rally for the guy you like and hyped up and you go out and ball out. NFL's got paid dues on the other side, too, man. They're going to shut that shit up real quick. I, I think the first quarter uh, Raiders might play well. Uh, I think you're going to see their offense struggle after that when they try to go to Waller every snap.
3: This is coming from a guy, though, that actually has bird
6: shit on him right yeah. now. Yeah. You so. can rally. You got to keep going, man. This is a, a result-oriented business. We don't have time to fucking – sulk and suck our teeth man this is, this is <laughs> go time take the e out of ego it's go time man <laughs>
1: pat pat yeah what's up Dick? all right so you normally do this to aj on friday at the end of the show but i feel like you and coach jb in sunny california should say something to the people you know to send us into the weekend
3: well first of all tone i appreciate that opportunity and i know coach jb will as well when i ask him to give us a little life lesson quickly uh before we sign off here and chris mad dog the <clears throat> on sirius xm channel 82 mad dog Sports. <clears throat> so I first want to say thank you to aj hawk for working all week this week wow first time all year we appreciate that aj it does not go unnoticed you make the show so much better pal i appreciate the hell out of you go centerville elks by the way hey, let's go elks, go elks Go Elks. that's, that's right thank to matt castle coming on and telling an incredible story today all the guests this week and the boys you know covering and making magic happen while i'm out here in california meeting up with coach jb and before we send it off to chris mad dog much better than ours is there any life lessons that you could give in like a 30 second space here in sunny california about what we should think about going into the weekend sunny life lessons man
6: i don't know uh you know I don't know. Every day, man, like, uh, you know, like I live by, man, all gas, no brakes. I don't think you have time to sulk over uh, over open wounds, salt in the wounds. I think you got to keep stepping forward and uh, making progress regardless. So, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, it's a result of any life we live, man. I think the winner gets to go home and, you know, have uh, bump uglies <laughs> with the prom queen. Wow. <laughs> the loser goes home and uh, gets the baby oil out, man. And that's <laughs> life in general. I don't care if it's this show or fucking the... You know, another Mad Dog show, Pat, uh, credit to. Obviously, we know this show is the shit. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, so, yeah. we won't. All right. Yep. So, uh, so uh,
6: all, hey, all love to you guys. I appreciate you guys having me every week, man. It's a, it's a great opportunity. So, I appreciate you guys uh, tremendously. Love you. Appreciate
3: the, you, Coach. Home, home of the heartless progress regardless. Don't be the one with the jergens. Be the one doing the real thing. And to do that, you gotta seek out happiness, seek out joy, and go and get it.
6: Don't get your arms shitted on either. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. Have
3: the greatest weekend of all time. Mad Dog is next.
2: Hey!
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good work. We're still live. <laughs> <having that> <laughs> right we'll you. So you're done too. We're done serious right Trying to explain to JB right, right now what the fuck just happened is awesome. We'll you. <laughs> so you <laughs> go for how long more? Eh. whenever you don't have no limit yeah so we're off on serious hey this dude walks up by the way Uh so i'm in the middle of chatting with you guys i look over i'm talking stogie just hanging out he's got the billy strut almost going (laughs) this son of a bitch commands a little bit of attention when he walks into a room around
1: here hell yeah hey did you get anything uh delivered to your uh, room this week or no
6: i had the shit set up for him man (laughs) you you know i scoop him up from the airport and shit I, he was like, hey, I got a rental car. I was like, look, I didn't mean to be your fucking, uh, you know, I'm going to take you around town every uh, all day, every day. I said, I'll pick you up from the airport, take you to your fucking rental car. We can go get a steak or something. You yeah, know?
3: He was trying and to... I had edibles for him. He uh, did. He did. He told me I, I got some real ones, and I didn't know what that meant. You know, yeah, they're real. You know, <laughs> 10, 10 milligrams,
6: 30 milligram. I don't. I don't eat them, so I don't know nothing about them, but obviously... Growing up how I grew up, I got people, you know, that knows the guy. I know I know a guy. <laughs> and that guy has uh, the real deals, man. And uh, I think Pat, I don't know if Pat would have been up right now. Oh, come on.
2: Whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> what is that? I heard
6: right. I heard. I heard. heard. you like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, hey, I ain't worried about no Compton, nothing. I want to let you know that. Okay? No doubt. No doubt. AJ. AJ. <laughs>
5: What's up?
3: Could you imagine if we would have came back? and me and jb are sitting in his studio over there like different directions that was supposed to be what it was supposed to be that was what it was supposed to be and here we are in the middle of like the nicest place i've ever seen and he's losing his mind getting shitted on this was supposed (laughs) to go a little differently
5: well when did you uh when did you check that when did you find out it was a two-hour drive from your hotel to where jb was i would imagine that's something you you probably could have checked maybe two or three days ago
3: i would Hey, let him clarify. You know how the city goes. It was forty something minutes, but it felt like it was two
6: hours. It was like twenty something. It's only minutes. twenty minute drive, but the traffic in California, traffic. obviously where you go, is is going to extend time. So I said, man, let me make it easy and come psh, to Pat. Psh, we
3: met, and so it was. Um, I think it was an accident, probably. I don't know.
6: I assume everybody out here just drives perfectly. You We're know? pretty far east here of L.A. We're about an hour east of L.A. And I'm another thirty east of here, so that kind of puts it in perspective where we are on the location. We're directly east of downtown LA where we are right now, though. We can literally get on the freeway and go straight east, thirty minutes or an hour, I mean, and we're downtown LA. Wow. West, I think we have to go west. We gotta go west, yeah. We're east of LA, sorry. You get it, yeah. I
5: mean hard so, directions. It's, yeah, weird, it's weird that Smackdown, Smackdown goes there.
3: Why is SmackDown there, Pat? stone-cold hustler. Don't get it crazy. He's not yeah. just a hustler. He's a stone-cold
6: hustler. Yeah. I, I have oh, yeah. no idea. Ontario. Holy shit, they must, have fucking, they must have owed somebody something fierce.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I don't know who's here. There's a minor league what? What is it? Hockey. 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 Dude, it's the rain. Hockey. So it used to be Citizens Bank Arena years ago, and it used to be, uh, I want to say, yeah, the Kings have always been there. So I think the LA, the, the the Lakers and the Clippers play preseason games in there for the local community as kind of a PR deal. I think the uh, Mighty Ducks and the Kings used to play there in preseason.
3: Gordon Bombay, dude.
6: Hell yeah. yeah. So that's what it is for. It's not a real, you know, and they got a lot of concerts in there, a lot of, uh, you know, shit like that. Hey, that's we
3: true. sold the place out. I assume there's going to be people from all across oh, yeah. Southern Let's California. Let's go.
6: Because the there's a lot of access, freeway
3: access here.
1: Probably going to be a lot of movie stars and shit, too.
3: Well, fucking, I mean, JB ain't going to be there, but somebody yeah, maybe like JB would be there, hopefully, a couple people. Yeah, Who is like was JB?
5: What's that? Who is like JB that could be there?
3: <laughs> I don't know what it looks like a fucking, I don't know what A-list celebrities are anymore, but maybe.
6: I ain't no fucking A-list.
2: Celebrity.
5: Oh, no, come, on, on. come on. Netflix
2: International Superstar.
6: Maybe
5: John Malkovich. You could go as John Malkovich. Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, Michael
6: Rappaport. I'll call Michael Rappaport. <laughs> and have me and Michael go on. I, we should have Mike on the show. Us three. Oh, fuck. Mike, have you seen Michael Rapport imitate me for Halloween? Uh, <laughs> Google that shit. Have, to, have them pull that up, dog. You want to laugh? Rapport's an interesting
3: guy. <laughs> Rapport, he is mad at everything at all times. I'm surprised you two get along. That makes no
6: sense at all. Oh, yeah. we Yeah, that's not. Nah, hey, why I,
3: is he burying everybody? But, JB's burying everybody we know now. What you do know, he he mean? Have you noticed know, <gasps> that? That has become a thing. That's your
6: Rapport. You talking
2: about Mike? Right? <laughs> talking about? <laughs> Joe, Joe. Joe.
6: Joe. I apologize. Hey, you know, J.B., but I don't I like to question. apologize. You know,
1: JB. But I, I ask you? Know,
6: if you do apologize, people apologize in the moment. Don't apologize tomorrow, yeah. because we're we are who we are, not what we say we are. Let's make sure we're clear. If you apologize nineteen fucking times, that's who the fuck you are. Stop accepting the
2: apologies, people.
5: It's <laughs> a good point, JB. Though. Uh, JB, what do you think of Schefter and this whole situation that's going on with him and the, these emails? Like, what do you think? Are all media members doing this? Yeah, everybody's doing. It. That's how they're getting ahead. Of it. You know, it's I've, I've
6: known that to be a thing for a long, long time. You know, Stephen A. All them guys, I think, get their information from certain people. They're not just getting on their phone and they're they're first people on the phone. Is that how Schefter's getting it? Hell, no. They're getting information to either protect people or. You know, uh, they've got deals uh, in the making. You know how it is. And then I think there's another thing with the players or former players that are now working in those franchises, um, like as, you know, small analysts, analytic guys or under the GM or working for those guys, they're giving out information too, uh, not only to their boys that played with them, but 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 to chef of the world and people like that. So it's not surprising to me, man. I don't know if that's really something that he needs to worry about, but I think, like you said, all, all the – all the journalists, people in the world that are straight living by the, uh, you know, black and white code of it, um, I think they're pissed. But I mean, again, who? I don't know. It's not a big deal to me. I'm, I'm just curious on really what the other emails are about.
3: Six hundred fifty
6: thousand of them. Yeah, you yeah. just Gruden. <laughs> you know, and you notice, you know, who says that uh, Urban didn't call Gruden and say, hey, "Man, I appreciate the shit out of you" because you ain't heard <laughs> shit about Urban Meyer. Hold <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, on, there was another casualty True. though. Hash, and this is an interesting yeah. thing. I saw this on the internet, and I think somebody in the office mentioned it. I don't know if they want to stick their name to it or not. But if the NFL is controlling what's getting released out of this email thing, maybe them releasing what? Hey, this is our top lawyer also getting killed here. Yeah. You know, maybe it's like a uh, a strategic move because everybody outside of the NFL was potentially getting there. You know, like I I don't know how that information gets out about anybody. But I'm obviously happy we're learning these things about some of these people.
5: Well, don't you think the, the fact that it's their head lawyer and it came out, isn't he probably the one that's reviewing all of this and letting them know, okay, like, hey, this this is what we should put out and this is what we shouldn't?
6: Yeah, that's what's interesting to me as well. I don't know, man. That You know, hey, snakes live together, brother. I don't know who's who, and that's why that. you know, there's two people in the world I trust me and the other motherfucker ain't you. Period. I, mean, <laughs> I don't trust none of them. So I don't know what's going on, but shit, I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. And who knows who's coming out here. I guess whoever gets mad at who is going to be the next email that pops out. So
3: what was that? Email. What was that? I trust two people in this world. Me? It's, it's me and my other motherfucker ain't you. What a lie. <laughs> it's like wasabi, man. <laughs> he got shit on over here, dude. That is a real it's good luck. It It's
4: good luck. It's right good luck. Right after the pigs got me. That's good yeah. luck for Coach. Hey, maybe no.
6: it is, man, or I'm a shit bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We would have wanted that shit before he gave out the pitch.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. So. Good point. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah.
6: I know you got touching on the uh, title OC thing. I know Leftwich has a lot more influence on calling oh. the actual plays than a, the enemy does, even though I, I grew up with Eric in, in this area, him and my good friend Darian Hagan at Colorado, uh, option superstar back in the day when they won a natty at Colorado together. But, uh, you know, I, I heard what you guys were saying about it, and I know somebody called in on the way over here, but... Man, I I, kind of disagree with AJ in the fact that I get what he's saying. But, again, if you aren't the play caller and you're the title play caller, um, I agree that I believe that you are getting set up to fail. And that's why the enemy has not interviewed or he he has interviewed but hasn't got a job. And I don't know if Leftwich is going to fall into the same boat. Obviously, you see Leftwich meet Brady at the hash every time. uh, And he's got everything. And I know you got Arians with the big satchel on. Um, I still best believe that 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 play goes through Arians' headset, and and just like Andy Reid, um, I, I I just don't know if if those guys are being set up to fail in the long term of things because of do you really know the intricacies of being a head coach? Because you don't watch as much film when you're a head coach, but when you're a play caller, you kind of t- you kind of seem to watch you 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 want to put more energy towards play calling and watching film like Gruden does, obviously, and those guys. So. I, that's kind of my point on the Raiders going to struggle. I, I don't know who the heir apparent was to Gruden. Was it, was it the quarterback guy? Who, who's who's going to take over the play calling duties? And what happens when the enemy has to take over a franchise that's worth billions of dollars? Can he manage those things? That's where I think the setup of fail happens because you don't ever get – the totality of a program or infrastructure of a program when you're a coordinator or a title coordinator look at every coach that's left village how many have really succeeded yeah i it's, it blows my mind how many leave his program and don't have success are they really paying attention to what the hell he's doing there um bill o'brien was okay at penn state i mean he took the texans to a couple playoffs but overall what do you define success by super bowls you know it's a what have you done from your business or lately business so I don't know. That's kind of my point on the whole OC title OC thing. It's a great thing for, in my opinion, for uh, African-American coaches to get the title and then get an opportunity. But we also know where the Rooney rule sits and how much of a slap in the face that is. In my opinion, it's just, it's just a token interview. Um, Is it really, you know, you know, AJ better than me, this business, we already know who's getting the job. It's a, it's a preconceived deal. Um, and, And I think that these coaches know that too, through their agents and everything else. So like, in my opinion, when the coach actually stops taking the Rooney Rule interview, I believe it'll change some things. Or if these other emails come out.
2: Hey,
5: so
6: every that's
3: what, hey, by the way, that was pretty good. Hey, yeah, you just hit me with that national championship ring. Fucking cut up my goddamn hand. The, uh, run of success in Ontario continues. <laughs> I'm put here. some lotion on you before you get. All right, uh, all right um, yeah. But the head coaching thing and the GM thing—you get elected, not selected. Right. That's kind of the old saying is there's like always like a PR campaign, it seems like. And the enemy has, I think, a lot of people behind him on a regular basis. But I think people know, like when you're with Andy Reid, Andy Reid's probably calling that. And I don't know if that's fair or not. I don't know if that's fair or not to be enemy. Who knows if he'll ever get a shot to kind of do his own thing. But that's to his point of like it's kind of setting him up for failure because everybody around the league is thinking themselves, well, he's not really doing anything. Andy's doing it. When it comes to leftwich, though, it feels like leftwich and Tom Brady have a complete... Hold of that entire offense at this point.
6: It's still going through Arians, in my
4: opinion. That's something what, in the emails, too, people were talking about was like, would it reveal that there is either some sort of like, uh, discrediting? Toward, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, and also for players, too, that could potentially happen, you know? Uh
4: huh. The who
2: NFL. We're
6: for, who were not trade for. It was, this guy's a shit bird. Yeah. You know, like AB. AB fell into a great spot, right? Like, you know, not to bring up all the politics of it, but AB fell into a great spot. He is now with one of the 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 good old boys in the network is Tom Brady. In my opinion, Tom Brady is in that network. A.B.'s under him now. Tom Brady's told him, hey, shut the hell up. Fucking do this, do this, and your name will be cleared. And look what he's done. He's been out of trouble, and everyone seems to have forgotten A.B.'s a shitbird. So now you think, oh, he's good. You got the cream hunt of the world. You got the, you know, going back to the day, like, look at all the people, man, that's, that's had these issues. Like, I don't know. To me, it's just some are okay with some, you know, you can, some can do something, things, and some can't. And it's just a different.
3: Be who you can afford to be is like the old statement. Yeah.
6: And I think if you. I think sins are measured the same, I thought. I mean, I
2: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. That's the show. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching and spending your time with us. We are eternally grateful. Once again, 8 p.m. tonight on FS1. Friday night Smackdown. Two and a half hour show. Should be a good time. And then we have another great weekend of NFL football. Enjoy it. We'll see you guys for Overreaction Monday. Have a good one. Cheers.